Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 442 of the Dark Dusters Podcast. I'm host as always. I'm Tyler. And join me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Man. Honestly, it's been a interesting week in some regards from work. Got a bunch of tips. That's always a nice thing from like helping with furniture, loading into people's houses and stuff. It's just weird, you know? It's like I'm not used to being tipped for like hardly any type of like work in general coming usually, from like another you're used yeah. to giving tips <laughs> oh yeah the previous workplace that i used to work at man we couldn't even as take a prostitute tips. no oh, okay no we couldn't even take tips and stuff because it was a whole business structure and stuff where it's like yeah but uh other than that though yeah it's been interesting because i've been watching little bits of uh the game's done quick thing that oh, was happening yeah. over the july 4th like a weekend in that regards plus going through game passing what type of stuff i'd like to play or what i would think about maybe trying out but to be perfectly honest with you i think i've only played maybe two games this week besides like the the usual destiny 2 stuff that i have been playing with a friend but uh other than that though i mean there really hasn't been too much in regards to what has been happening in regards to event stuff but how yeah. about you tyler how have you been in gables i know i know the question in your mind that you're thinking you've been thinking to yourself since we hopped on this mm. uh skype call and the answer yeah. is yes and the yeah. question you're asking yourself is is tyler wearing golden girls pajama bottoms and let me show you buddy let me what? show you what yeah look at this bam look at those babies <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i don't know I don't. I don't know if I'm that flexible. I am wearing. Uh, be careful! Don't pull something. Oh, okay. hey. I got gold socks on. <laughs> oh man, I would have laughed if you did that and just pulled like a freaking ligament or like a fucking muscle and you like you. That, that wouldn't be funny at all. I, the problem is I wouldn't be able to lie about how I could, like you know how it happened because it's live on the internet. I couldn't tell my my work that I did it while working. <laughs> It's like I'm gonna have to like delete this immediately and hope no one ever records it. But yeah, I know I knew you were thinking it, Gables, and I didn't. You know, I, I didn't want to. You know, I, I assume you probably been asking yourself that question every podcast for over eight years. Oh yes, and sure. I, yes, it, it's you know it's the age old question, you know. Um, and I'm happy to finally you know answer that question today. Uh, man, I'm out of breath from that. Jesus Christ, I'm so out of shape. <laughs> You're out of breath from just you know how hard it you know how hard it was to lift my leg that high. It took a lot. It took. It, it, you know how difficult it is for uh, for me to like. I had to clip my toenails today, and that oh, yeah. oh he, now look at Gables, <laughs> fucking ladies. If I'm, you're not for 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 audio listeners, I'm so sorry. If for Gables, literally just gave himself a blowjob on stream. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how flexible. Well, it was he is. stretched my leg. I mean, my leg's a little bit more like flexible in that regards, you know. Like... Oh, you could touch your fucking toes. Good, good for fucking you. Good for fucking you. I, I, it is a whole process to like. I don't. I I leave my shoes permanently tied because it is exerting too exerting for me to tie my shoes every time. That's where I'm at. That's how out of shape I am. Oh my gosh! Because the bending down and the lifting up. I I have no flexibility whatsoever. Whatsoever. It is a process to clip my toenails. I I had to do it today, and I was like, God damn! I this sucks. 
it, yeah, it's off. I feel like I'm like one of those people on 600 pound life, but I'm like half the fucking weight inside in like a third of the size. But I, so I, I understand. Just like sit down in a chair or just get your like, I had to, I on your lap and do that. You know? Yeah. I sit, I sit in the toilet and next okay. to my toilet is my shower. And I put it up on the ledge of the ba- – oh, it's a bathtub. But on the bathtub, and I use that to bend so I can, like, clip clip all the, the – the, the my specifically my right leg because that's the way it works out. And then I can okay. – we are getting into some weird shit here about my personal life that I don't really want to get into. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to show you my golden girl fucking pajamas. That's all I wanted to do. Well, uh, we just walked into that rabbit hole for the last yes, five minutes. Yes, we did. So let's, let's see where it takes us. Now. Yeah. <laughs> So I've been doing this thing now. The uh, the like I the last few weeks of like this podcast where like like last week was a little different because it was on a Friday. But I mean, it was, yeah. I was a little more exhausted, you know, full work day, all that. But um, I've been I've been going up to the Starbucks. I've mentioned before. Probably I can see the Starbucks from my uh, my window. Right, it's like uh. right. I can walk there in like thirty seconds. Um, so the lately I've been like about two hours before podcast time. I, I go up and I uh, I go get myself a, a coffee, an iced coffee from there, mm-hmm. and I I just you know it gives me some more energy, makes a sh- I think it makes the show it makes a lot more fun overall, uh, and then I, I drink the beer to kind of like give me a nice little thing. The only problem is at nighttime when it's like I want to go to bed, but I'm still like awake, like I'm tired, but I'm like still alert. You know you know that feeling when it's just like ah oh, man, I should not have drank I should not have drank all that coffee that late or you have that late coffee or that late you know thing that, that just kind of keeps you buzz or you did you, you drink too many fucking um uh vegas bombs and all the, it's like two in the morning but you've you drink you essentially drinking like you're and you're super drunk but you've also mixed so much red bull and i don't even remember what else goes in it together so it's like you can't go to sleep because you're exhausted and drunk but you can't sleep because you've drank fucking 15 goddamn red bulls that's that's <laughs> kind of where i'm at like i yeah so hopefully this beer here will help kind of sub, subside that but uh yeah overall i'm doing okay you know it was it was kind of depressing going back to work on tuesday after a three-day weekend but also look on the bright side there's only a four-day week of work um now we just gotta wait two fucking months to the next holiday god damn it i don't know who i don't know who planned all this like we we like backload all the fucking vacation or the holidays into the second half of the year. And then after after January, after New Year's, there's jack shit until summer. Who the yeah. fuck thought this was a good idea? Assholes. <laughs> but uh, anyways, but the Nintendo Swole Lead, as it's now being called on Twitter, uh, happened. So, yeah, uh, some kind of some news coming out of it here. I'm just going to I'm going to look this up on my phone because I feel like if I do anything else on my computer, it might literally fall apart. Uh, <laughs> give me two seconds here. This year it's, just going to explode. <laughs> it, it's humming right now, and I'm afraid to do anything else on it. Uh, so, all right. So, the Nintendo Switch uh, Swoled, as I said, was announced. Um, there's kind of, There's been that rumor about the Switch Pro, whatever it feels like. For, right. Before the original Switch was even announced, we already had rumors about the Switch Pro. Um, so, with this one, the main differences are there is a larger screen. It goes from 6.2 inches to 7 inches. Um, there is a wider kickstand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the enhanced uh, there's an enhanced audio, uh, which the enhanced audio is that they instead of putting the speakers in the back of the fucking switch, they put them on the front. Uh, oh. Who would have who thought that was a good fucking idea? Hey, you're looking at the screen. Let's put the audio in the back and have it go away from you instead of towards you. Um, <laughs> they added a, a land port to the dock. Cool. Welcome to 2006. Uh, there is a 60 there are 64 gigabytes of uh, internal 
storage instead of 32, which is that which came in the, in the standard model. Uh, there's no other enhancements. Still runs at um, 720. Uh, oh wait, uh, yeah, 720 on if you're uh, mobile or yeah, mobile we'll say, and then 1080p when docked. Um, so no other changes on that, and it's now 350 instead of 300. Um, yeah, it comes October 8th. Launches the same day as Metroid Dread. Um, there is a cool like white on black one, and there's also the the red mm-hmm. red and blue one like they came with the Switch one. Um, yeah. So I mean, Cables, what was your overall thoughts when when you heard the news of this? All right. So first things first, in regards to the OLED Switch, I felt that this one was going to be a good replacement for the uh, Switch we have out in the market right now because when essentially with this announcement, it led me to believe that one they're going to be completely replacing the baseline Switch model that's at $300 right now with uh, this one, this OLED one. It makes sense for Nintendo in that regards, especially if they are going to potentially release down the line a Switch Pro, potentially. But I like the idea that this is coming out this year because it gives Nintendo a like a like not only like a new SKU, even though it's very similar. The only things that are different really is the screen, the dock, the phone jack in that regards. I mean, there's not a hell of a lot of difference. You can still play your original Switch games. It's not going to be, like, something drastically different. But the only difference in price-wise is it's $50 more than, like, the regular Switch. With them, for their audience, I think they're going to be aiming more towards, say, the ones that have yet to buy a Switch. Or even, like, for those that, okay, maybe you're the person that likes playing their Switch on the go, you know, it'll predominantly connect onto your TV. Hey, you know what? This is going to be for you. Especially for those, if like, say, if uh, you had a Vita or, you know, had like a device that has like, the OLED type of screen, you like the type of gaming that way. I mean, I could see potential Switch owners or people that are interested in the Switch now in regards because of the whole OLED screen and this and that. But uh, I thought that the announcement was fun in that regards but it didn't really do anything for me because for one it's not really that much different plus the most i actually use my nintendo switch is docked anyway so i wouldn't really see a lot of the benefits in using it handheld mode i hardly ever play handheld games on the go anyway i mean maybe a little bit before i go to bed but that's on like a few and far between i mean i'm playing my other consoles like ps5 or my xbox or something like that and if i'm playing switch games I want to sit in my computer chair and I want to play it on my TV screen, even though it's a little bit larger than what it should be on the TV screen. It's yeah. not adjusted. <laughs> but uh, it's basically sort of like a holiday model kind of tied into potentially like maybe Metroid Dread because the yeah. color scheme, this and that. It's quite essentially, I could see that that game being bundled with this OLED system. You know? Yeah, I don't I don't think, it doesn't seem like I could do the bundle because they know people are going to. Right, buy dread, and they're gonna buy probably gonna buy this. I mean, it does it is a nice tie in because it looks like the the enemy from Metroid Dread, um, the enemy, yeah, yeah. Which I don't think I don't think it was like planned because like I love the fact that like the new in look for like stuff is kind of like the white on black stormtrooper stuff, like that style. <laughs> like I like I love that about like especially like the the PS five and. Like my headphones here, and just like just like in general, it's not even a PlayStation thing. But it's been going on for a while, but I love, I love that look and that style, and I think that's just like, probably like they built this and had no plans of like incorporating this with Dread. And it was just it's probably right. just more so like, 
don't know. I mean, what's the bit we want to release this this fall? Like, what's the big, you know, game, the biggest game we got we can release this with? It's like it's like the Switch Lite release with uh, Link's Awakening. Not like, not to say like Link's Awakening is not a big game, but it's not like it's not a Pokemon. It's not a main, like the next mainline Zelda or Mario. So it's like the biggest game we got coming out that time frame. Let's just release it with that, and that's kind of what I feel like this this is. Um, because I mean, it's not Warrior. War. I mean, I guess they probably could download Pokemon, but they probably want to get it out there earlier than that. I mean, I think like the Switch Lite came out in September. Um, I think it was September eighteenth or something like that. I remember it was like right around my mom's birth, my mom, right my mom, my, uh, my mom's birthday. Um, so it was that week. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I just feel like coming out of this, like, like I don't even taking the rumors out of like the switch pro and the four case case stuff out of it. I just kind of came away like kind of confused about this one. Like the switch light, that makes sense. Like, yeah, it kind of destroys the whole purpose of the name title of the switch, you know, but I mean, it's still like, it's, it's, it kind of gives people, I just want to play Nintendo games handheld. Like it gives them that option. And then it's, it's smaller and easier to carry around. And I feel like this would make more sense if this was, like an upgrade for the Switch Lite, or just was like the replacement right. for the Switch Lite, where like the only benefits for this is, excuse me, is the Switch is playing handheld, and it's like if I'm someone that primarily plays handheld, it's like this doesn't really give me, yeah, it gives me an OLED screen, which is nicer, um, for sure. I'm not already arguing that whatsoever, but it's like the game, the the battery life is the same as a regular Switch. I think it's like around mm-hmm. four or five hours, um, depending on what you're doing. Uh, you get you get a, a what tenth or not tenth of an inch, but what ten five sixths of an inch bigger screen, which isn't a lot. Um, you know, it's there's no more power. There's it's just mm-hmm. the. I mean, I, I guess it's just like if you care about having a bit a better screen, then I mean that's the one benefit. Like the whole it's got a LAN port is like that. I'm not going to praise them for that. That's something that should no, just been in there. Been standard. Yeah, I mean, fucking the PS3 and 360 had that fucking dreamcast had that like these are like things that should the wii u had one um these are things that should have just been in it at the beginning and um i was i was reading about it from uh, uh, a journalist that kind of seems like they know they know a lot about how kind of manufacturing all that works in costco and like a land adding a land port literally costs like three cents to put it in there and that was five years ago before the switch came out so yeah, that's considered probably like about... old tech sort of thing too, in terms of like ports and stuff. But yeah. it's such a common thing that yeah, you if you are releasing a electronic that connects to the internet in that regard, you got to at least have the option of allowing to connect remotely to your router and yeah. be an Ethernet cable. I mean, that's a standard thing. And yeah, you know, Nintendo going through and doing it now for their model shows how much. Honestly, just shows how much like a thought they put into the whole concept of just doing the online stuff yeah. in that regards. Yeah. While they're charging us yearly for a subscription uh, for it. True. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I, you know, I know you can, the dock will work. The, the new dock will work with the old switches, but it's just like, Oh, do I want to pay $90 for, I'm assuming this one's still going to be 90. Like the other one is, which you can't find anymore anymore. Um, no, you can't. Um, say and I can just buy, way you can really honestly, Tyler, and sorry to interrupt you, but the only way you can actually buy this current, dock that's for the oled switch is actually going to be through online so you can't really go through like brick and mortar yeah i mean but you they're not on you, you, the only place you can buy these uh, a dock is on ebay or like you know like well that. yeah the original dock when i'm talking about like the new yeah but i'm sure dock. 
I'm sure that'll be the the same thing though. They'll probably be limited, and then they'll I be see. hard to find. Um, or they might not even put them out separately. But um, yeah, and like I said, I mean, you could buy a, a LAN adapter for like ten, fifteen bucks. Which uh, I did one. actually. Yeah, I got my LAN adapter on like discount at my local Walmart and stuff because they were liquidating them, and I got it for dirt cheap. Yeah, and I have it on my freaking Switch. Yeah, what what sucks is they actually eliminated one of the USB ports in the back to add this. So yeah, so you go from three to two, which you're already. Gonna, I mean, I don't know. It's like you already, it doesn't make any sense. But uh, I I don't know. I just I just kind of think more perplexed out of this. Where it's just like I don't really like like you said. It's for people that don't have one. I I feel like mm-hmm. it makes. I mean, obviously, if like if I didn't have a switch or say my switch died and it like it, it was going to cost me the same amount to this, to get a fix as it would be buy one. Yeah, I would definitely. I'd buy this one just to have the newest one. But I mean, I I play uh, almost entirely uh, like docked. Like the only times I've ever used it in handheld was to just test it out when I first got it, and then I went on. I went to I made that trip to Vegas where I used it on the plane. Mm-hmm. That that was it. Like and that, that's the only times I've ever used it in handheld. Um, I know for a lot of people they they you know there's a lot of people I know like. You know, like you cables, you have a switch light and a regular, and you still have your launch switch. Yes, I do. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I, I was kind of came perplexed out of this, where it's like I don't understand, like what the big selling point. Like, is this really the people that don't have a switch? Is this really going to be the big thing that, like, oh fuck yeah, right. now I'm going to get a switch? Like, I, I, I mean, I get like these are the people that like had six different uh, 3ds's. These are, the, you know, this is now the first, the fourth switch model. If you count the, the launch, the battery upgrade switch, the switch light, and now the switch OLED, um, you know, it I, could I, be sort of like a. Honestly, I know Nintendo's had a history of re-releasing a lot of their handhelds with remodels and things. They take the Apple approach, really, where it's like they implement things maybe minorly in certain of like, like in some aspects, still charge and stuff, and people still buy it, but. Yeah. In regards to maybe clarifying some bit of maybe understanding in regards to the whole aspect of why they would go through and announce this. I mean, I look at it this way, just thinking about it while we were both by chatting about it. The original Switch, you know, the only thing that's really that's really better, like, for this OLED one is, like, the screen and, like, the dock instead of that stuff. And a $50 additional price point as opposed to, like, the original launch model Switch. Well, I'm thinking of it more or less like, okay, we have the Switch Lite, which is like a low-end sort of uh, introduction to the Switch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's handheld only. Give it to your kids. Maybe you want to just play something like that, and you don't want to connect it to the TV, do this and that, you know. Then you have this new Switch here, the OLED one, which is substantially, like, more in that regard. You know, $350. You have the OLED screen, but you can connect it to the TV if you want, but you have the little bells and whistles of it looking like it does and stuff and have that but what this also kind of think what also kind of suggests to me is like it suggests to me that they pretty much want to have it to like a low medium and sort of maybe a high sort of introduction stuff because if they if eventually do release like a potential switch pro in that regards one we're not going to know for sure what exactly is going to go on unless they go through and unveil it for themselves Maybe potentially next year, maybe whatever. But at the same point, it's like this announcement here was. Little, it felt like a stepping stone to something that they're going to introduce later. 
because they want to get all the stuff out of the way first. I mean, case in point, they released special editions of Switch like of like Switch systems, like say for Animal Crossing last year, for Monster Hunter Rise this year. Yeah, they did, like just two months ago they put out a, yes. a, a Monster Hunter Rise one. Yes, and now they have an OLED Switch here that they're going to be releasing like early October of this year. Yeah. So with that regards, you know, it's like if they release the information of a new Switch SKU next year, it's not going to be really too much of a surprise for some of us, but it makes sense for Nintendo's perspective right there because now it's like they have this announcement out of the way where they have a replacement for the standard Switch that they have, bar at $50 more, but if they want to get the audience that's like going to be like buying another Switch or maybe potentially want to have that sort of like uh, potential like 4K sort of functionality. I'm just acting on rumors right now, just paraphrasing what the Switch Pro may have. But that in and of itself kind of makes the most sense to me, where it's like they're going to announce something maybe next year. <laughs> yeah. I just I, I just come way more confused about, you know, say, assuming... Because we had all these rumors. Like, the rumors were right about everything except mm-hmm. for the 4K element. That was the only thing that was wrong about it. Yes. And not even say that's wrong. It could have just very well been like, there are a lot of people out there still saying like, no, they're like, this 4K one exists. Like this, a lot of people are still saying, and they, you know, I mean, I'm sure I'm, there could be some wrong to it. Like journalists are not right all the time. Um, they are wrong. They are wrong sometimes. And they're usually right, but wrong. I mean, they're wrong. There's um, an element of truth to it. Is yeah. what we need to look, look at like in a, uh, look at in like that point of view you know it's like whenever you get any type of rumors and information like listeners listening out there either on twitch or through wherever you're listening to us it's like you always take rumors and stuff with a with a grain of salt right and you yeah. always go through and understand that there is an element of truth to what people are going through and sharing with you when it comes to rumors but at the end of the day what we've heard about switch pro ever since God, ever since the Switch release, the original yeah. Switch release in 2017, we were talking about the we yeah. were talking about the Switch Pro after the the reveal. Yes. Like, okay. When's the, when's the Switch Pro gonna after they announce how it's how it's gonna run with 1080, you know, the battery life, all that stuff, 720 docked, all that. I, I just I just can't wait more confused about this whole thing because like I don't like I think the fifty fifty dollar price raise price point I, I think is kind of bullshit. The Switch, I mean, I'm not just making pulling this up out anywhere like. Shit costs less as the longer, like the longer it's around for. That's why we have price drops. That's like, that's why when the, when they when Xbox or PlayStation or whoever they want to drop the price point, they mm, announce yes. the new model to fill in that when it, when the when they want to drop the price of the base Xbox One or the base PS4, they announce the Pro and the Xbox Series X to go. So when the Xbox Series Xbox One or the Xbox One X, sorry, when the Xbox One X comes out. All right, cool. That you know the the Xbox One is five hundred dollars. Well, we're gonna drop that to four hundred, but we're gonna have the new Xbox One, the Xbox One X. Now that's gonna be five hundred dollars. Or the PS4 is, was four hundred. We're gonna drop that to three hundred and give the PS4 Pro for four hundred. That's how things work. Even with with Nintendo, like the new when the new 3DS XL came out, they they didn't raise the price point of the of the 3DS. They no. dropped the price of the old model and just had that one come out at the same price. And Especially I, the I, new 3ds XL, you know, because that one had a higher RAM and like had higher. Yeah, it like ran better. It had a had a yeah, C, C stick on it. it. It had a bigger screen. Like that's what blows my mind about this whole thing is like people are comparing it. Oh, it's like the new 3ds. I'm like, no, the new 3ds XL mm-hmm. was 
better than a lot. It had the analog stick, which was should have been there at launch. It, it fixed that because instead of us having to buy that that fifty dollar big ass adapter to, to have a thumbstick for it, um, it had a bigger screen. It ran games ran better on it, and it's like it, some games only had 3d on the new 3ds xl at that certain points um uh, you know it's like there was more benefits to buying like i upgraded from a 3ds to a new 3ds xl because of that you bring up good solid points in that regards i kind of consider this sort of like a reminiscent to compare from nintendo's past handheld sort of like a whole okay well we have a game boy advance and then we have a game boy advance sp in that mm-hmm. regards to where it's like yes the game boy advance was a great system it had its own like caveats too especially like backlit screen, but that was addressed in regards to like its iteration, the SP, you know, better screen, you know, backlit stuff, kind of clamshell, a little bit more portable. Smaller, yeah. Yeah. I kind of compare it to sort of that, what we're going through with the baseline switch and then like the switch, like uh, OLED version, you know, where it's like, okay, the screen's better. It's got its own like OLED stuff. I mean, yeah, there's the digital phone jack and the dock looks better and this and that and stuff, but it's just minor quality of life improvements to what you basically could already get on the market currently. Yeah. So yeah. So just like little increments of improvements. Yeah. I mean, this regards. is, this isn't like, I mean, this isn't new in game. Like, I mean, every, you know, that's why we get like the, the slim model or we get the Xbox 360 elite. Like, yes. These, I mean, we, we, we all know going into when we buy a console at launch, we're buying it at the most expensive it's ever going to be. And the worst yep. it's ever going to be. That's just facts. Yep. Like we know eventually if we wait a year or two, there's going to be, there's going to be revisions to it. There's going to be, they're going to be, they might fix issues that they didn't know about at launch, um, or the, you know, like the switch. I think like a year later had a better battery life than the previous than the launch switch. Like we know that, like the 360, the original 360s had the red ring, and then all that. Like it's just you know, or like you know, like they they they, they always find in ways. And like I, we all get that. There's always improvements, things like that. I just don't understand like having this new model, having it more expensive, and then possibly if the Switch Pro does exist. And it's not like the next, it's not Switch 2 or whatever. It's not the next generation Nintendo console. Like, it, it just makes it, it makes it more head scratching to like, if in a year they announce the Switch Pro and like, whether it has the OLED screen or not, maybe they take the OLED out of it and do the 4K stuff. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's the basic Switch, but they have a, it just has more RAM. Like, it, it's just like, you're, all these people that just jumped and bought the OLED that paid a higher price to get the OLED, whether they got it, this is their first switch or their second or the third or fourth. Like you're mm-hmm. just going to piss them off because yes. uh, they just bought this $350 model. And then a year later you upgraded or even 18 months later. It's like, I, I just, I, it makes it like, I feel like you get one shot at a mid generation upgrade. And this was it where you're like, unless we're going to have a super long generation, which it very well could be like the, I mean, I mean, this isn't new. We like we like the the PS3 and Xbox 360 generation went on for I think like nine years before the yes. new con- between console launches. And I argue but, that we haven't even seen the peak of the Nintendo Switch yet. Really, I yeah. mean, it's at that mid generation sort of thing to where it's like either next year or maybe like yeah, maybe like next year or something. We may see something's going to extend it even further, maybe for yeah. the next two or three years. You know, yeah. it's going to. Yeah. It's definitely a longer generation from that. Point and of that's view, that's my argument. Where I feel like if the Switch 4K is true, it just needs to be the next Switch. Like yeah, that needs it needs to be the Wii U but good kind of thing. Where it, it's the, it's the next generation, but it's going to play your old Switch games. And it's also going to play like there's going to be certain games that only work here. 
kind of like how yeah. you know it's like kind of like how, you know how we are with the with the, with this current generation with the Xbox mm-hmm. One to the series and the PS4 to PS5 where it's like all your old shit's gonna work on this one, but there's gonna be games that only work on it. You know that's just like yes that, that, that if they do that that's awesome I'm fine with that but I yeah if they come out and like it's still the Switch and it's only gonna go on for another two or three years before the next console comes out but we now we have the 4K model. That's just going to piss, like I said, this is going to piss a lot of people off because you're going to burn a lot of fan bit. You're going to burn a lot of people's uh, ass when they just spent $350 on this one. And then 12 to 18 months later, you have a, a new, better model out. That's only going to, you know, it's it's one thing you have, like, the Switch Lite didn't, I don't think, really burn anybody's ass because it was two years later. And it's just, mm-hmm. hey, it's just a handheld version of it. It's not, this isn't an upgrade. This isn't better anything. It just has a better battery life, but you can only play it. So it's like. You're making a decision, and it's it, it's mostly it's like the 2ds. That was for that's really more for kids, and you want to get in cheaply. It's kind of like the Series yep. S is. It's really just if you want you you can get to the new generation, and it's going to be less. It's not going to be the if you don't really care about having 4K gaming, but you just want to be in the next generation. Boom! Here's this model for you at 300. That's another thing. This now costs more than the fucking the 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 Series S, and also is only fifty dollars less than the PS5 digital only. So. That's yeah, fairly true. That's in, that's insane to think that that is at that price to where you compare it to the digital only systems of the Xbox and like the PlayStation stuff. You know, it's it's kind of eye opening to think that hey, for just maybe like fifty dollars less or maybe like fifty dollars more, or something you can get those systems digitally and stuff and have it be that way. You know? Yeah. Well, it's just like you know, let's think about it too because a lot of us were talking about when they showed that Pokemon Legends Ar- Arceus. Yep. We all like we all assumed okay, that's running on the next Switch. And we all talk about, you know, like, there's no way, like, that game's going to work on a base switch. And it's like, mm. now that really concerns me because I, I just assumed, and I think a lot of people did, like, okay, the new the Switch Pro, you know, will be out before 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 this Pokemon Legends comes out because it kind of has to because, I mean, I've, I was talking with some people about it where it's like there's a lot of the third-party games on Switch, like the big third-party games, and a lot of even first-party games, don't run super well on the switch. Like I played, I played age of calamity last year on switch mm-hmm. and that game consistently ran at 20 frames per second on single player. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to multiple people that like, I, I sold Hyrule warriors to a lot of people when um, like multiple people I talked to and like, Hey, what are some games you should get on the switch when they bought a switch outside of like Mario Odyssey, breath of the wild. I'm like, I was like, Oh, Mario rabbits, Hyrule warriors, age of claim, like shit like that. And, like I was talking to one uh, one guy, he's like I, you know, him and his him and his daughter played through all of Higher Warriors uh, on split screen. They loved it, and then the original one, and then they tried playing Age of Calamity last year, and they it was they couldn't play. It, it was like I'm like I was like I get that. Like I played single player, and it ran that that game never hit 30 frames per second. Outside wow. of like unless it was in a cutscene or like are you standing still? But if you're doing anything outside of that, that thing's chugging. Breath of the Wild, a launch game. If too much shit happened on the screen, that thing was chugging. Like, mm. I mean, these aren't. I'm not trying to talk shit or throw throw shade here. These are just facts, and I, I it makes it's just crazy. Like these games are getting bigger and bigger, and it's like, how is Pokemon Legends gonna run on a base Switch on just any Switch like any Switch? How's this thing gonna run? And I'm like, I don't even care about the 4K aspects. Like, would be for would 4K on a Switch be great? Fuck yeah, of course. I just want it. I just want these games that are already out that have been out for years now in these bigger third-party games and shit that are coming out to just run consistently. Well, if we can just hit 30 frames per second, 
on this. The only things that run super duper well are like small games and the Wii U ports. Those are the only things that mm. run 60 frames a second with no issues. That's it. Everything else that's, you know, if it's open world or it's a it's fucking Doom Eternal or whatever, those things run like ass. And <laughs> it, it, it just, it needs, this console needs an upgrade more than any other console I've ever played as far as like just kind of how big these games are getting on these things. It's like we, we've, we've, we are stretching this thing thin on what it can do. And unless they work, unless Pokemon company works fucking miracles, I, I'm, I'm more concerned about that game. Not because I think it's gonna be a bad game, just the hardware it's running on. Yes. You bring up excellent points in that regards to where we're at that point and stuff where we know even when the switch was released, when it launched that there was a lot of old tech inside of this device yeah. It was never meant to be like a 4K-esque type of device yeah. at launch. But in regards to a lot of the games that we have gotten since it launched, there are plenty of them that would highly benefit from upgraded hardware. You mentioned Hyrule, like Age of Calamity. You know, that one, yes, obviously that would warrant that. Even Doom, I played through the original, like, a 2016 Doom on Switch, you know, single player, I had to play it on the easier settings because obviously you go to the higher settings, it the frame rate starts to drop because yeah. it's one of those difficulties where it, multiple enemies pop up on the screen at once. But also we got to keep in mind that there may be potential to where they could address these things going forward maybe next year. But yeah, you have some valid concerns in regards to Pokemon like Arceus and stuff. That game, when they first showed it, yeah, there were elements to where it looked like it was chugging in places, and there were mm-hmm. things that were clipping. There were things that looked like there was a reduced frame rate to what it yeah. was. And that, that's a com- and same. this was that was a commercial for that game. Yes, and it was looking like rough in that thing. It was looking like a uh, base twenty ten sort of game in a lot of regards because it looked like it was early. It looked like it was like in beta sort of. Oh yeah, they said early development, which which is crazy to right. think that because the game is coming out nine months after after they revealed it. But I don't well, know. Yes, I... of course. But there was, but to tie it back to the whole Switch OLED stuff, there was something that was interesting that uh, some people actually caught, and that's in terms of the gameplay of oh, yeah. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and like uh, Shining Pearl and stuff that. The screenshots and the gameplay that was going through and playing, it looked like there have been some more refinements in regards to it looking better in some aspects. And not only just the battle screen, but also in terms of the animation, in terms of that stuff. So it looks like it's more than just sort of like a baseline kind of lazy port in that regards. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to see how that was like shoehorned into this whole like Switch OLED screen announcement. But... In that regards, you know, it's like, it's, honestly, I just really feel like that there should be better hardware for Switch games to run better. There should be a way that we could, like, play the game on handheld and maybe have a consistent, like, 30 to 60 frames. That would be a dream in that Mm. regards, to where you'd have it in your hand. I mean, we are past the point where, hey, we have console games on the go. I mean, that's fine and stuff, but they run like shit. Yeah. No one's going to want to play them. Yeah. It, so, yeah, having like a having a device like a Switch Pro, if it's a hybrid system, it's a hybrid system. If it's a console system, then it's a console system. But the point being is we have plenty of great first-party games, plenty of great third-party games. They need 
to have the hardware to match the demand that they are putting effort into if you want to get the best experience. Yeah. And, and my thing is, like, coming going in, like, with Nintendo here, where it's like, I'm not, and I don't think any realistic Nintendo fan or any realistic gamer with Nintendo consoles is going in wanting, you know, fucking 4K HDR, 120 frames. We're not coming for, we don't come to Nintendo for, for like, top-end fucking $5,000 PCs. Like, we go to All Nintendo right. because they have the most nostalgia. They have they have the the best games. I mean, they really do. They have the most fun games to play. Consistently, all the, the first party games are consistently always fun to play, uh, whether right. they're your bag or not or whatever. And we come here for that. We, that's what we want. We don't we don't. It's just I want. And these games are getting bigger and bigger. And like the Pokemon Legends Arceus, is like I I that is my dream game since I was since I was a fucking six years old. Of for what I wanted, I wanted that big open world Pokemon game. Yep. And this is that it's, you know, they, they are like, they, in that, that ad we got for it and the reveal we got for it, they fucking tease that as Pokemon breath of the wild. And you can't say I'm wrong. And I don't think anybody will because they did the music cues just like they did with, when they revealed breath of the wild, they, they, they shot it just like yep. it was a breath of the wild trailer. Like they are pushing that as Pokemon breath of the wild. And I, I, I want that game so bad. I'm not, I don't I don't need it at 4K. I don't need it at fucking with HDR. I just I don't even want not even asking 30 or 60 frames per second. Just 30 frames per second and that's and it consistently and a nice decent sized open world and I'm be happy as shit. Be a pig and Look shit. Look good, play good. That yes. is the standard that we are looking forward to yeah. for Pokémon like Not even Arceus. look good, just just play just look well and play consistently well and then also are fun to play that's that is oh, the yeah. baseline for us with nintendo on on with their hardware so <laughs> i yeah i don't know i mean yeah i i'm, I'm just kind of rambling at this point i think we, I, we should probably just move on to the next thing let me pull up my my uh the thing on my phone here because like i said i don't want to my my computer's making some noises that i don't want to make any more of Give me a second here. If it will just load, then it's fucking oh my god! Now my computer, I'm an hour. My phone's running. Okay, so we have the death pl- uh, death loop state of play. Um, uh, I think it was Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Um, yep. so they came into say so it was they had like nine. It's about thirty minutes long. Uh, about nine minutes of gameplay for Death Loop. Uh, and they were going to focus on like third party, uh, some third party games, mostly indie games. Um, so start off with uh, Moss Book Two. Which is the sequel to Moss that came out in uh, 2017? I want to say it's okay. a PS PSVR. Uh, it was PSVR exclusive. Uh, it's a VR exclusive game. It was PSVR exclusive for a while. I think it's now on like Oculus Quest and stuff like that. Um, but they said it's now in development. Uh, they would not. Somebody asked them in an interview later on afterwards if it's going to be. If this is a PSVR two game, and they would not confirm. Um, Ilphonic's next game, which is the Friday Thirteenth and Predator Hunting Ground. People, they announced Arcade to get them. Uh, it is now it's actually on early access now for PS5, uh, and I, th- I think they said it's coming out later this year. But it's like a, a third-person co-op looter shooter. Uh, it's kind of got like the, kind of like a Knockout City graphic style, but it's like like I said, the third-person shooter game, and but it also looks like a, um, like it's got the battle royale style where like you kill somebody, you can take all their shit. Um, they also announced uh, Hunter's Arena, 
which is um, a 30-player melee-focused fantasy battle royale game. Um, we got yeah, we got like, a trailer for that. It's going to be coming to PS4 and PS5 next month, and it'll actually be the um, PS Plus game for August. Um, mm. uh, next, we got Fist Forge in the Shadow Torch, which was, I believe was revealed last year at the PS5 one of the PS5 events. Um, it's, a, it's one of the indie games. It's like a Metroidvania side like 2D game. Um, new new trailer. We got a release date September 7th. It's got the, it's the one with the bunny that has like the giant fist fucking thing. I was back. Um, Sifu, which is the uh, it's that martial arts fighting game that like every time you die you age a little bit more. Uh, that game was supposed to come out this year. They now re- revealed it's gonna be early 2022. Uh, Demon Slayer was revealed. It's like uh, it's it's based off an anime, isn't it? Yes, it is. I, it's I based it upon a popular anime and manga series. Okay, yeah. So there's a, a game coming out for that. Um, we got some gameplay for that. I don't know if that's the reveal for. Oh, it was revealed. Yep. Yes. Uh, so that that was a reveal. Uh, I don't. There was no date given on that one. Uh, and then finally ended with um, oh we had Death Stranding the director's cut which was revealed at Jeff Keighley's summer uh, summer game fest earlier this month. Um, it's coming out September twenty fourth. Um, they're adding a bunch of like uh, weapons. Like, they announced that the gameplay of the 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 like fighting style is better. Uh, they added more weapons. Uh, there's like a cargo c- a catapult. There's a support skeleton. There's a buddy bot that'll carry stuff for you. There's a ramp. They added a uh, new uh, mission stuff like that. Um, it's it's coming out. It'll be for you can get it for PS4, or PS5. Uh, the mm-hmm. PS uh, it's t- if you already own it on uh, our no actually it's PS5 only. I'm sorry, but uh, if you already own it on PS4, it's a ten dollar upgrade to get that. Um, otherwise, I think it's sixty bucks. Um, then it finally ended with Death uh, Death Loop. More gameplay for that. A bunch of nine-minute game uh, gameplay. That's already got a release date, September 14th. But it's kind of like the final big push, uh, which is something that's pretty common for like Nintendo Directs and State of yeah, Play. Yeah. We get a month or so out from a game, and they do that big push for it at the end. Um, you know, coming out of the Gables, what was your overall thoughts on this uh, State of Play? Honestly, I didn't really feel like I was impressed with the State of Play. I mean, granted, Sony already let us know beforehand there wasn't going to be any major first party yeah, no, like, reveals or no Horizon and no God of War specifically. They said no first party stuff. Officially. Even with that, though, I mean, there were some highlights that I thought was really interesting. I mean, obviously, Moss Two. That's a game that did fairly well on PlayStation VR. I know this instantly when I saw it. Oh, Tyler's going to be excited about playing this one. Yeah, but uh, in regards to the other stuff, I mean, arcade arcade again or something like that i mean i didn't realize it was from the same developers as uh, friday the 13th and the predator hunting grounds i mean that's interesting i may give it a try when it actually goes through and like playstation plus though but it is it is like well no that's that's on early access right now okay that's on early access the hunter's arena is ps plus okay hunter's arena okay that Oh yeah, that makes sense. Now I had those two mixed yeah. up for some reason. It was but, very, uh, it was very confusing. I mean, they're told two totally different games, but they're also like the same style, like online kind of battle royale style game. Yeah, and now it's back to back. I don't understand why they freaking did that because it's like two of the same games and like the same shit. But anyway, yeah, Hunter's Arena. You know, it looked kind of basic, but at the same time, I will give it a try when it comes to PlayStation Plus. I mean. Hell, it's a new game. It's something that I haven't played in a while, but god damn, people really need to stop borrowing the formula freaking like uh, Borderlands meets fucking Fortnite shit or like just Destiny 2 or just borrowing just like 
Yeah. Yeah. Just random shit. You know, it's 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 already done to death for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, I, I was. This was gonna be my thing when we got to when when I went talk about, but I just want to jump in here with that where it's just like right. It, it's the, like we see this all the time. This has been the fad for a while. Battle Royale games, Lysers games are the new. They're the fad right now, and it's just there's too many of them. I I feel like. I, I know I know that if these things hit, they're going to be big fucking money makers for you. But it, man, it's just, I feel like the odds of you hitting on this are so small that there's a thousand of these fucking live service games and um, live service games and battle royale games that come out that just die immediately. That we there's so many like as soon as you see them, like that's not going to fucking last. And sometimes you know we, they come out and surprise us. Some games some games come out of the fucking nowhere but it's i i it's like what one out of a thousand one out of 500 of these connect and i I just don't i don't get it i don't get it it's like there's you know that's been the big thing we've been talking about since i don't know destiny like destiny is the one that really kind of got the whole live kickstart this whole live service thing um for for us and bringing like mmos to the consoles um and I, I, you know, a lot of us said it then, and it still kind of holds true now. We're like, there's only so many games people can play at a time. Uh, you know, like uh, a lot of people, I think have, they might have one game they go back to, and maybe they can play. You know, they, like Gables always plays Destiny Two. That's his like his, that's his side game he plays, but then he always usually has another game or two that he's playing. Um, you know, that he's currently working on, but like we, you know, people can't. It's, there's no way people can like you can't have Destiny 2, Division 2, Warzone, Fortnite. You can't play all these games at the same fucking time, or even like play for a month here, jump for a month. Like there's, I I just don't understand how like people consistently have like you know it's like it's cool. Like you see like Knockout City, that game was cool for like a couple weeks, and mm-hmm. I, like I I had a blast with that for like a week that I played it, and then I just kind of moved on. I feel like that's there's still I mean there's still an audience there. Like there's there's definitely like it's like mobile games like. Oh, that game, like there, there's like a whole audience there that we don't even know exists or like even I fully understand. You know, like I get that. Like I know the, there's some of these games are can sufficiently run um, well, but I, I just feel like, like I said, it feels like for every one, for every 500 of these games come out, one sticks. Yeah, that's the problem though with a lot of these live service sort of games and stuff. These free to play like aspects. Well, some and of some of these games, games are a lot of these games aren't free. You got to pay for it. I know, I know, but yeah, it's like. A lot of these particular types of games, you know, they've basically been done to death. I mean, it's like what you were just saying, Tyler, you know, and I do agree to a point where it's like, <clears throat> you only have so much time a day in order to try to invest inside of a, a game of this this type, you know, for like Hunter's Arena and stuff. I mean, a lot of the gameplay that we did see in the state of play and a lot of the things that they did meet the feature, I mean, pretty much have been done better in other games of its type. If I wanted to play a looter shooter with everything else, you know, I could just go on a Destiny 2 and stuff and just play more of that and just grind out things in that MMO style of first-person shooter. Or, you know what, if I really wanted to, like, just have something similar in regards to whatever, I mean, there are other options as well, you know, Dead by Daylight, I could potentially do Warzone if I chose to, but at the same time, it's like there's like a dime a dozen. It's like, if you don't like this one or something like that. I mean, you'll just stick to the one that you'll like most that you'll play with, with like your friends and stuff. And yeah. you know, it's well, like, it's like a basic play for a week and then maybe never touch it again. Sort of yeah. You got to find that niche for that works for you. You know, right. like whether it's sometimes you know, like call of duty Warzone, it's, it's, it's an IP that we know, um, you know, stuff like, you know, we got, we got to find 
something you know like I, we're you just talking about Ilphonic, you know their their arcade yes. item thing and like like i said like that's depressing to like see like yeah this is, is their new game where made... it's like i i love predator hunting ground i love friday 13th and like we had a like when we did all the friday 13th like uh game nights that we did and like the extra life we did that uh playing for hours that game's a fucking blast but if it was generic one of these and wasn't friday 13th we wouldn't give a shit. It was fun because it's Friday the Thirteenth. It's like there was yep. that they had that tie to it. Predator Hunting Ground is, I like I love that game and I, I wish I had people to play with because I would that'd be a game I'd play all the time with friends. But I like I love it because it's fucking it's Predator. <laughs> like if it was, mm. you know, just some generic fucking game that didn't have the Predator IP, I wouldn't give a shit. But it's like right. I don't, we've seen these guys make pretty fun games with cool IPs, and it's like it's like oh cool. It's like it's it's your first ever you owned IP and you made a Fortnite knockout city looking looter shooter that, Oh cool. It's, it's the first ever early access game on PlayStation. Um, hmm. No one's people might play in early access. They might play it for when it comes out officially, but I don't, I think it comes out next year actually officially. They said, uh, I, I, I don't feel like anybody's going to give a shit, but Unless, going back on, but going, but yeah, Oh, anyway, but anyway, like going back on uh, the other parts of the state of play and stuff, I thought the Demon Slayer gameplay looked like a standard action game. It did look fairly like nice in regards to the whole graphical style and in regards to the whole like cel shaded sort of 3D action game sort of vibe and stuff. This looks like a game that would be fun to play like in between like other games. You know, I'm not too familiar with the IP. I realize it's part of an anime and manga series that's highly successful in Japan and ex- extremely successful in america i mean hell it's manga series alone outsold a lot of the mediocre crap that's going around the united states in terms of their comics but uh other than that though it's like the death loop gameplay i mean we've seen plenty of death loop i mean yeah there were aspects of it that looked fairly interesting but even knowing then and seeing what we got you know it didn't really it didn't really like did too much more for me yeah but that game judgment just before it, you know? Oh, yeah. That one gave me the same type of vibes as, like, Yakuza Like a Dragon did, to where it actually looked fairly intriguing. I mean, there's a lot of silly shit you'll do, because in the Yakuza series, even the spinoff games, you do a lot of silly shit. Riding go-karts, singing in the karaoke bar, doing that. Those, That's the fun shit that, make, that gives that series, in general, a great personality, and that's why people absolutely love this. I actually liked that more so than I did of most of the stuff that was shown in that state of play. And what's interesting is Judgment. You can actually try that out in regards to PlayStation Now. And that's something Mm. that I actually did not know until after the presentation. Maybe a day later, I checked PlayStation Now. I was like, I could download this thing? Wait, I could stream this? It's like, okay, well, that's going to be an interesting thing to try out. So, yeah, but... This state of play, Tyler, even though we were told beforehand, don't expect this and that, I mean, I couldn't help but be like, just meh. You know, it, it was it was yeah. a state of play. I mean, there was some good stuff that people liked, but eh, it just fell flat. Yeah, and that's kind of the way I come away from most of these state of plays, unless it's like, you know, because most of these things are they either game-specific or they tell you. At least they tell you what's going to be there, and they tell you what's not going to mm-hmm. be there, more importantly. And right. they always, like, that's why, like, we talk a lot about like Nintendo about their like when we, like we talk about their directs like they they do all the big shit there and like that's yes. like that's where all the news comes from for the most part, um, 
And but the problem is they tell us this is what we're focusing on, but then they always lie. They well not always, but they yeah. consistently lie to us about what they're going to do. So it's like we don't believe anything to do. So it's like so <laughs> then we all get our hopes up, even though they say that they're only doing this. But then like well you guys lie all the time, so why would we believe you? So then we expect this. It's we're like conditioned to expect more. Yeah, because a lot of times they give us more, and like it's awesome when it hits, but when when or when they have it, but when they don't have it, we're all disappointed, even though they did exactly what they said they're going to do. But it's like, oh, this time you fucking did it, but the other nine times you didn't. And like that's the one thing I do appreciate, and I keep a lower bar for these things where it's like, I know like they don't they don't do big ass reveals at these things. Like I don't think they're just kind of out of the blue. Like would just show God of War Ragnarok, um, or re- announce the next big first party game on these things without specifically saying so, um, which I do appreciate because it kind of keeps me level headed in what to expect. Like the Ratchet and Clank one, they said they're going to focus on two games and then it's going to be twenty minutes of Ratchet and Clank, and that's exactly what we got. Whether you want it or not, that's what you're getting. And like you know, it's like right, yeah. It does is it, it does it give us the hypest, most awesome like moments no but i don't know i'd rather go in with low expectations and hit low ex- hit those expectations than go in with like impossibly high you know or it could be anything and then obviously then you just come in come way bummed out um just it's a good way to say it's just nice set when they set the bar and they kind of hit that um but the moss 2 thing was cool uh you know it's just it's it's, it's my favorite our moss was like is still my favorite psvr vr experience yet uh it's really the one game on vr where i'm like this is incredible like i really really love this uh and uh, nothing ever really has hit done that for me like it's everything else i've played just feels like a tech demo um right just they're not good it's or it's a bad game um i i hope this is on base psvr so i don't have to buy a psvr too because i have a psvr and i it's as in a moss it's not really worth it I, I for me personally, <laughs> it's not worth the the three hundred dollars I spent for it. So I uh, I want to play Moss too. I just don't want to. I'm I'm not going to buy a VR headset to to play it. Um, yeah, we already touched upon like uh, uh, Hunters Arena and Arcade to get them. Um, Fist. I mean, okay. I mean that game was revealed. It's nice they got a release date for it. Um, that's kind of like the big thing is like I like last year at the PlayStation Five events, the two that they had like. They showed off a lot of games with 2021 release dates, and obviously, pandemic, video game delays happen all the time, anyways. But right. you know, all shit. But it's like there's a lot of games that they have scheduled still for 2021 that don't have dates yet, and like we haven't no. heard much about. Like we had like the last um, state of play we had, they showed Solar Ash gameplay, and it's like that still said 2021. It's like we're in July. They showed Jet gameplay in this thing, and they still said 2021, but there's no date. Uh, Shrey has a 2021 release date, and we haven't even seen gameplay. We don't even know what the game is yet. Wow. They just had a teaser trailer last year for it, um, over a year ago at this point. Like, there's a ton of games that, like, you know, like, like I said, I, if they get delayed, they get delayed. I'm not really, but it's just like, where, like, I was expect. My thing was I expecting more updates from, like the the like the third party stuff. I was expecting a lot of updates on that, more so than anything. And it's just like, man, yes, like. like I, I just, you know, I just figured we, you know, like seafood getting delayed 2020. Like we did get some updates, you know, like seafood getting delayed 2022. That game looks incredible. I don't know if it's going to be, it's, it's, it's a, um, uh, what the fuck those games called? The you die, repeat shit. Um, roguelike. Roguelikes. Thank you. 
Uh, it's that, which aren't my bag, but I, don't, I hope, you know, this game looks incredible, and I want to play it. Um, but Death Stranding Director's Cut, so I went on a whole rant last week about the Ghost of Tsushima, making you pay $10 to upgrade. Um, and, you know, if you want to hear that rant, you hear it. This one, I will say, does not bother me, though. Uh, even though I did pay the $80 once again to buy this game digitally, um, it does not bother me being a $10 upgrade because they are adding a bunch of shit to this. You know, they're not putting, you know, a PS5 stuff uh, upgrade behind a paywall. This is, they're adding a bunch of new missions. They're upgrading the gameplay. They're new cutscenes. There's, uh, the, like, they're making the game, it just seems like easier overall to, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's like, a, it's a fix it thing for like, I think like I I love the the world and the characters and everything about this training. I just hated actively playing the game, and this like feels like yeah, she makes it seem like it's gonna be enjoyable. Yeah. So Gables, <laughs> I might give this game a, a fifth attempt with, and pay you're the ten dollars. You're, you're just gonna fucking pay the seventy dollars for this one. And the only thing it. that concerns me though is in the blog post they said it, that your save transfers over relatively close to where you were before, which I don't know what the fuck that means. Relatively close. Yeah. So like, so if I'm probably on, could be like close to like an hour like, before. Oh, you're on chapter 17. Well, you're relatively close to chapter four, which is where we're going to start you at <laughs> like 30 hours of gameplay ago. Uh, yeah. So I might not probably not this fall because it's September 24th. Um, there's We're going to talk about here in a little bit. Uh, some of the stuff we're looking forward to, but um, for the rest of the year, but mm. maybe I don't know next year or something like that. I might give it a chance, but uh, yeah, I, I God damn it! And the Death Loop, I feel like that, that that's a game that you were already sold on it, anyways. Uh, but I get it, you yes. know, because I, I think it's one of those things you want to keep in the public eye, um, especially at, you know as we're getting closer to uh, you know the launches. You know, we see these, like I said, like a lot of. Games aren't the big AAA games uh, for for first party where it's like like Nintendo and shit like that. Like they do a direct uh, specifically about that game like when it gets close to launch. Kind of like it's more so to get people that aren't already interested into it because I feel like you know we've seen it like ten times already. And I've I talked about it a year ago. I was burnt out on seeing that game because um, it was at like it, we we've seen it like five or six times. And I think we've yep. now seen it twice now since then. Uh, like I think we've, I think we've had two new trailers this year, and plus now this. So it's, yeah, like I said, if you if you want if you wanted it, you've already got it. Or, or I mean, if you if you want to play it, you're already gonna play it. Um, so yeah, I and I'm not like super hyped for it, so I don't see myself. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't super hyped for that, but I mean, it's whatever. It's kind of like the like the state of play for Ratchet last month or two months ago that we had. Um, the kind of I didn't even bother watching it outside of the two games that were were shown off at it. Um, because like I already knew I was gonna buy Ratchet, so I don't need to fucking watch a twenty-minute thing on it. Um, but moving on to our last um, real news topic we have this week, uh, it's actually the May MPDs. So I was telling Gills for the show, it's like we always do the MPDs every month, and I was just, I'm like, why is it? Like, where the fuck is this? Was May's at? Like, and I went and I found the art, an article for it, and it came out during E3, so it just got buried. That's why. Yep. I didn't hear about it at the time, so um, we're just going to run through real fast. I think next week we'll have the June MPD, so we'll just have back-to-back weeks of it. So running through real fast here, the top 20. So I think the first one I think is most interesting, honestly. Number 20, Days Gone, jumping from 247th to 20th. Um, I'm wondering if that, because I think I had a PS5 update, 
and then like an update for it to run better. Okay. And also it came out on PC last month, I think too. Um, if I'm, I don't know if, if PC counts though for, for this, but, uh, Anyways, number 19, Pokemon Sword and Shield. 18, Breath of the Wild. Uh, 17, Monster Hunter Rise, which came went from, dropped from 7th to 17th. Uh, 16, Valhalla. 15, Biomutant, which is that was launch month in May for it. 13 okay. was Smash Bros. Ultimate. Actually, Biomutant came out. I, I jumped one. I'm sorry. 15th being Biomutant. That was, it came out at the end of the month, which is kind of surprising, I think. Uh, let's see it there. Uh, 14th was It Takes Two. 13th was Smash Bros. Ultimate. Thir- 12 was 3D World. Mario 3D World, that is. Uh, 11 was Miles Morales. 10, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, 9, Minecraft. 8, uh, Animal Crossing. 7, Returnal. Uh, 6, Mario Kart 8. 5, uh, Mortal Kombat 11. That's weird. Uh, 4, New Pokemon Snap. Um, 3 uh, was uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. 2, MLB The Show. And number 1, Assassin's Creed Village. Or, or Assassin's Creed Village. Resident Evil Village. Sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, it's kind of an eclectic little month there. Uh, you know, like seeing Days Gone jump for jump 220, almost 230 uh, spots. Uh, number 20, um, it's pretty cool to see. Uh, Bomb, you kind of came out to like middling reviews, seeing like a lot of sevens for that game. It's it's kind of a uh, another radar, like a double A game, full price double A game. Then came out like mm. the, the May 20th, kind of May 25th area. Um, so that's, that's cool to see like that, that game, that game looks interesting, but some of those games I'm waiting for like a sale on, but, uh, yeah, it's cool to see it. Like the, make the top 20 at least. Um, what was that? Oh yeah. Uh, Returnal holding it at number seven after, uh, you know, still holding the top 10. I think it came out on April 30th. So yes. that kind of gives it a you know boost where it, you know, it's his first full month on the market. Still seeing the top 10. It wasn't really a lot of big games coming out. You know, New Pokemon Snap also came out, which is funny enough. So, New Pokemon Snap came out on April 30th as well. Uh, yep. But it still landed number three the previous month uh, in April's MPDs, even though it was only on the market mm-hmm. for like four days um, of the MPD. Because, uh, you know, quick reminder, MPDs don't just run from, you know, May 1st to 31st. It runs until the end of that week. So, if the 31st is on. You know, a, a Tuesday it'll run all the way to Saturday, so th- yep. so you might go to June third. That kind of that's usually how it works. So I think it was like it was it was the April. So it had like two or three days on the market uh, for for last month in PDs, and still was number three, still holding at number four. Uh, it will be the show came out the, on April twenty third and was number one, uh, and here it is number two. And the Resident Evil Village came out on my birthday, May seventh, and number one. And I think they said it's like the the uh, fastest selling uh, Resident Evil game. Uh, I think they said just actually this week it's over four and a half million copies sold. So, wow. There you yeah, go. Holding, still doing really, really well. And then obviously, you know, Black Ops Cold War number two. No shock. What was your thoughts, Kibbles? Well, my thoughts about that is, yeah, very surprising what Days Gone. I mean, hell, that's cool. That's cool. Looking at back into the MPD Top 20. Not too surprised with Resident Evil Village because that was highly hyped up and there was a lot of interesting stuff going on leading up to its launch. Returnal, not surprised that uh, it's still high up on the MPDs in the month of May. Let's see. But uh, other than that, though, there was just a lot of the standard type of things in that regards. I mean, it will be the show, obviously. It's on two platforms, so it's going to be up there in terms of sales. But that's honestly kind of surprising considering that it's in game pass yeah you know digitally and also on the fact that you can't really like get it 
you basically have to pay like the sixty or seventy dollars. So the fact that people went out to buy the physical copies of these sports games, and, you know, that is actually pretty interesting in that yeah. regards. Well, we see that we saw those with Outriders earlier this year, where it came out on Xbox yes. Day One on Game Pass, but it was still like a top. I think it was like third the month. I think it was like in March or February when it came out, and still was selling super duper well. So, right, we see even though games are on Game Pass, people will buy them. That's like a kind of like a like a, a thing we don't. It kind of gets buried as like games on Game Pass. You can buy them for like I think it's like twenty percent off if they're yes, on Game Pass. And they, um, I was kind of hearing there's actually like a, a pretty decent amount of people that buy games on Game Pass will just straight up buy them because they're discounted. So I, you know, there's that little that little thing underneath there that we don't really hear about too often. But I mean, I don't. I imagine it's not. It's probably not like fifty fifty. But I mean, I was people that will like, oh, I love this game. I'm just gonna go out outright just own it so yeah i don't know yeah like a lot of chalk i i was i was looking here there's only seven uh nintendo switch exclusive games on here so maybe that's why like well we're slipping a little bit we better fucking put out the switch the swole lead um because normally it's like nine or ten or eleven so maybe that's what kind of made him break the kind of break the glass on the, the swole lead but um you know so you for the show we got it's kind of a shorter news top you know, shorter news this week even though we spent like almost an hour talking about the news. Um, yes. I did want to kind of like, we do this usually every year, you know, we're about the midway point now of the year. So Gables, I thought I'd ask, you know, kind of, you know, we're, we're like I said, halfway through the year. What's kind of like your contender for like game of the year so far. All right. So well, I was thinking about that, you know, and it's basically, I was looking at a lot of my lists. I'm looking know, at mine for, right now. Yeah. I'm looking at mine, my, my notebook right here. This is basically the games that I've beaten the entirety of 2021 so far. And I'm obviously I'm still up to July and in regards to like the mid game of the year thing so far. I mean, it's really not too much of like a contest to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, when I think about it, you know, I'm, I'm looking at games like it takes two. I'm looking at games like rain on your parade, new Pokemon snap, like things like that. Plus, you know, Mario golf, super rush, and even like another game that I will obviously talk about with you, because I think we both played the same game for this topic and stuff. But uh, in this regards, you know, I feel like It Takes Two is definitely has been that halfway point game of the year for me because of the co-op experience that you and I both went through. Obviously, the streaming it, that was an interesting, that was a special moment right there where it's yeah. like you and I both discovered like the in-depth like craziness and also the hodgepodge of like uh, how deep this game actually gets in regards to that and all the surprisingly funny and like hilarious sort of movie references and various like shit that uh they actually go forth and put these parents like through you know and just basically us realizing how shitty these two parents are yeah. in general not good people at all <laughs> so it takes two definitely is that mid-game game of the year for me so nice. far yeah i, I was thinking about it because like i, I think it's kind of like a one one a kind of argument for myself right now where like uh it takes two is probably up there and then like haven is the other one for me oh, really? like, okay yeah. yeah yeah you you really like that game. Uh, I, yeah i i still listen to the soundtrack once a week at least so whenever i do the show notes i'm usually listening to the i pop that soundtrack on um listen to it like oh, it's just it's a, it's a great soundtrack it's a great game um so yeah, it's it's definitely those are like one on one a right now where I'm like I'm not ready to have the argument yet. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna hold off because especially because who knows what's gonna happen by December. Um, yes. But yeah, I mean yeah, it's it's been it's been it hasn't been like a 
it's been a okay year. Like I don't think I would say this yeah. is it's kind of on par to like I'm looking at I was thinking about like you know like we kind of got spoiled in 2017, 2018. Uh mm. 2020 was a really great year I thought as well despite the pandemic and everything for game video game wise it was a really great year. Um yes. 2019 was a you know we've talked about it was a pretty down year. Uh and I feel like it's kind of where that same point now where it's like it's not like I, I feel like the quality overall this year has been is at this point is compared to like midway through um, 2019 has been better. Uh, but like we don't have like there's been some good like smaller, you know, not top class triple A games. But like there's been a good good balance of smaller games that kind of get us through this year. And then there's definitely right. some bigger games coming out this year. But like, um, you know, we haven't we haven't seen like there hasn't there's like this year. I don't think it's going to be those runaway you know, two or three games. No, where I feel like honest... it's, it's gonna be like 2018, where like Sekiro ended up winning the game of the year at Game Awards, where it's like we went in like like usually you get like okay, it's either this or that. It's a it's you know it's 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 Breath of the Wild or it's fucking uh, it's uh, Mario Odyssey or it, you know, 2018 it's God of War or I can't there was I remember I can't remember what the other one was. God of War won it, but I can't remember there was like an argument between God of War and something else. Uh, and then like I remember like 2019 there was like six games and it's like. All these are contenders. Like I don't know what's going. I feel like, kind of right now at this point, twenty twenty one. Like, even looking at like the tops, the top, the AAA stuff. You look at like a lot of people. I think like I'll be looking at at this point like Ratchet and Clank, Returnal, uh, Hitman three, uh, Resident Evil eight. Like, I don't like all those games. I think have a good, good chance of like, as far as like being like, you know, like uh, the top AAA like game of the year. Like those are probably like the, the front runners. But all of those have a good argument to be it where. You know, like I said, most years there's like okay, one or like one or two of these are actually the real contenders. Um, Honestly, it kind of feels like to me that uh, we're gonna be, you know, in years past when we've done our game of the year stuff, you know, we've obviously had like a slew of games that could potentially be called game of the year, or it was hard and struggle. This feels like, and I hope it's not the case. It's gonna be one of those years and stuff to where. Like, in the past, these would have been, like, games that would have been, the like, maybe 9, 10 in that regards, like, low on the list. All of a mm. sudden, they're going to be extremely high because we haven't had that we haven't had that one or two killer app game yeah. that is released in that year where we are just raving about how great that damn thing is. Yeah, or, or like, the margin between 9 and 2 isn't as big as it in past years. We're, like, yes. past years, like, number 2 on your list and number 9 – even though you really like number nine, the gap between nine and two is drastic. Where I feel like, yeah, like 2019, where I look at between like 10 and one, the margin isn't that big of a difference than, you know, like any other year. We're like, like, oh man, like number number three on my list very well could have, on a different day, could have been number seven on my list or number 10 on my list. Number one well, on my yeah. list very well could have been six on my list, like in 2019. I look at like most years, it's like, I always, I've talked about this before, like, my game is my usually like my top three is like I already know the top three, and it's just a matter of putting those in order usually. Yeah. And then everything else just kind of falls into place after that, and it, like I feel like you know, like twenty nineteen was not that case. Where I'm just like, ah man, like every like everything like control was like I think ninth on my list, uh, and it had like I'm like that like I even said it last week that game would have been game of the year if it just ran better. Uh, because that probably was my game of the year. Uh, if I would have, mm. if I would have played it like three weeks after launch, it would have been my game of the year with the updates. But I played it at launch, and that game just 
ran badly. That's what killed it for me. Honestly, at this point, I feel like that this has kind of been like a lame duck year in terms of like game releases. And now, barring this is before I've had a chance to try potential games like say Returnal or Resident Evil Village or like whatever in that regards. And this is also before maybe next month, you know, for me because I want to play No More Heroes three. And then there's like other games, obviously, that by oh, the yeah. end of this year, I want to go through and buy and play. But so far, you know, it's like I haven't had that sort of that moment and stuff where it's like okay this is definitely my favorite game this year so far yeah. i mean hell i'm going on the game pass and i'm just picking through games and stuff like that trying them out yeah. seeing if that's something and i'm basically fucking playing plants versus zombies right now in yeah. regards to my 360 like a 360 game in that regards because it's like it's a game hey is this good i can go through and play it like this you know and that but yeah i'm just waiting for that moment this year yeah no i get that it's like uh, you know, like the, the, I think this is we're definitely at the point where we're, the the pandemic, uh, we're really seeing how badly the pandemic has kind of hit. Um, yeah, video game. Just I mean, we already knew how bad. I mean, just in the, in the world of video game releases, this is when like the effects are really take a place. Where like I think we kind of knew. We talked about we even talked about this last year. I was like, okay, the games that might have been coming out in two months might come out in six months now, and are the games that are close might just get pushed a little bit. Like we saw, like Last of Us Two get delayed a month. Uh, because yeah. of it and stuff like that. Game, those games were like that game was supposed to come out, I think, in uh, at the, in in April. Pandemic hit in March, and they had to push it to to I think June or something like that. Yep. So like, but those games that were a year away are now eighteen months to two years away, kind of shit. And like that's like I, I said before, I feel like twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three, we're gonna get fucking flooded with uh, game after game. Like we, we're gonna be see, like. We'll be in like 2017, 2018 on steroids, I feel like. So we're basically kind of close to the same aspect of game development like we were seeing back around the mid-2000s and even earlier than that, where games would take like anywhere between three to five years to actually go through and like, uh, you know, hit the market. But yet the quality of those games, some of those games, not all, but some of those games would be actually fantastic, like genre-defining, like platform defining games that you need to play yeah you know there's other you know know, there's every you know 2014 2015 were kind of those middling years going you know like 2014 especially was kind of a down year for gaming and uh it wasn't a bad year but i mean like there wasn't yeah like there's like there's just like when you play games sometimes like you know you're like you're playing it's magic like you're what you're doing right now is magic like there's this is the like game this is like all time like you, you feel those moments you know of like as a gamer when you're fucking in it in a game and it's like this is like i'm gonna remember this game for the rest of my life you know like with the first time uh you know playing through like god of war the entire time i'm playing that game like this is top notch it's my all-time favorite game um or like last was for the first time or like maybe uncharted 2 or 3 or mario 64 or mario odyssey where it's like these are like games these are the kind of things like i'm like these are like game of the year contenders like you know, I, I yeah, like, like there hasn't been that game this year, and sometimes we get lucky. Sometimes there's like that just happens. Like you know, we have, you might go a year or two without having that. You might have two or three games like that in a year, um, and uh, you know, like I was talking about, we were spoiled in 2017, 2018, and in 2020 we got spoiled in a really shitty year where we, where we needed those games the most. They came yep. through, and it's like you know, we're you know, we're just I don't know. I mean, like I'm not really upset about it. I like I kind of expected 2021 to kind of be like. Um, 
like you know, I talked about even last year going into 2021. It's like this is a weird year. Like usually in 2021, you have a good idea mm-hmm. what's coming, and you already have a lot of release dates. And it's like here we are, and we don't. Know, we're halfway through the year. <laughs> we don't really know. We we have a, we like it's for the most part it's in place. But there's like Horizon might get released this year. Halo Infinite doesn't have a release date yet. Uh, no. It's like there's a lot of games that like yeah like Call of Duty the next Call of Duty has not been announced yet officially. Like, that's actually crazy to think yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be, you know, but not even you know, kind of speaking of, of games coming out later this year, I was like, you know, what, like, what are, what, like, some of the games, like, what are the games you're looking forward to for the rest of 2021? All right. So, this is going to be interesting. I mean, barring Sony stuff, since I don't really know. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing No More Heroes 3, like I just was stating before. I am definitely looking forward to seeing how. Psychonauts 2 goes through and plays, you know, in that regards. I mean, I can still download and play it, despite having Xbox One S. Um, obviously, there's going to be plenty of Nintendo content I'm going to be wanting to try out. I mean, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, I mean, that's definitely something. I love those games. Diamond and Pearl, that's one of my favorite generations of Pokemon games. So, seeing through and buying brilliant diamond and stuff and playing it on my switch you know that's going to be a fun piece of nostalgia to revisit i'm also looking forward to metroid dread obviously that's the number one game i'm actually looking forward to for the rest of the year because we haven't had a 2d metroid game like that style since fusion back around 2003 i want to say and uh other than that it's like i there are just some games I do want to look forward to play. There's actually games that have released I am looking forward to eventually playing, like the whole Ghost and Goblins Resurrection. Oh. That that game I hear is absolutely tough as balls. It lacks the double jump feature of previous Ghost and Go- Ghost and Goblin games, but it's thirty bucks. I may want to go through and play that, you know, because. I'm a fan of Ghosts and Goblins. I mean, I'd be great at those games, but at the same time, I want to try that. Obviously, the PS5 games that have released currently this year, I do want to eventually try if they go on sale. But, uh, yeah, the number one game is Metroid Dread, and then, like, number two is Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Nice. So I I have the my notepad thing where I keep in all my notes for, like, I tell yeah. before, like, I have my notepad that, like, I keep track of release dates for games. And then also if I pre-ordered them, I bold them and I put where I pre-ordered them at. That way I don't, I don't have multiple pre-orders for the same game. Um, yes. So I've got most of actually the games I want to play already pre-ordered and like paid nice. off. Um, wow. Okay. But like, there's a couple like uh, the new Madden, obviously when that comes out, uh, I haven't pre-ordered yet. I'm cause I'm mostly irritated because I I'm, I'm the guy that spends, buys the $80 edition in past years. But I get the uh-huh. I get the the discount like so if you buy it usually in the past years, if you bought it through like so Madden twenty like say like Madden twenty one I bought it, uh I, I if you like up if you um open up if you start playing Madden twenty and in the home screen of Madden twenty, you buy it through them, uh on that home screen you get a ten percent discount. But it also if you own EA Play you get a ten percent discount. So I would buy the eighty dollar edition that gets you at three days early, and I get twenty percent right. off. And I ended up paying okay. like six something bucks for it, like sixty five bucks. So like, you know, whatever. Get it for now. The eighty dollar edition. So now the the base edition of Mad Twenty Two is now seventy bucks, which whatever. But they raised the the three day early access one 
uh, instead of like so the base game went up ten dollars, but the three day early access went up twenty dollars. So now it is a hundred oh, fucking dollars, and they got rid of the ten dollar or the ten percent discount in the home screen, but you still get the t- discount on EA Play for ten bucks. So I can get it for ninety, oh, but I, that's brother, a twenty dude. still about twenty five dollar increase. So I'm like, I'll just fucking uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna get EA Play on my PS5 when it, when it comes out because you can play like because it comes out August twentieth uh, base wise. Uh, mm. If you have EA Play, you can start playing it August 12th for 10 hours. And I'm like, I'll just do that, and then I'll just buy the base model. That's $70. You get the 10% off there, so it'll be like 63 bucks, and I'll just do that. But I'm just, I need to pre-order. I just haven't done it yet. Yeah. Um, but mostly just because I'm bitter uh, about it. Like, fuck those guys. I don't blame you. I mean, you uh, play the damn game every yeah. year. Even and though they hike it. Even though <laughs> I'm going to put like 150 to 200 50 300 hours in this thing there'll be the one game that will be no doubt worth a hundred dollars for me i'm not gonna do i'm not i can't i'm not gonna pay an extra twenty dollars or i get this guy an extra thirty dollars to play the game three days early that's not worth ten dollars a day um no shit so uh but coming up like like last stop uh is a game i've been looking forward to for a while now it's like it's a it's made with people that made virginia which i really liked Um, uh okay so I love the art style. It's like a kind of a weird, like spooky sci-fi thing where like there's three different characters, uh, and there there are stories intertwined. I think it takes it takes place in like London, um, and like I think like uh, like travel like there's like travel through time. Each character has like some special shit happen to them. Um, it's but it's coming to everything. It's been, like they announced a couple of years ago. I think um, it's coming to everything. Um, it's been pushed a lot of like Nindy directs and shit like that, mostly on Switch. Okay, um, but uh, I think it was that. I want to say, it was that E3 at something and they gave a release date for it, July 22nd. But I think, but Xbox, uh, kind of sort of like said in one of their tweets that's coming to game pass. Oh, uh, so, but no, it hasn't been officially confirmed that it is anywhere else. It was just like in a tweet and some like news are some news sites picked up on that, but they never, they have not outright confirmed whether or not that's the case. Either way, it's, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be like 20 30 bucks. I'm going to buy yeah. it. But obviously, I hope it's on Game Pass. Cause, but if it's not, I'm still going to buy it, so I don't care. Um, Kina, uh, Bridge, Bridge of Spirit, I believe is what was the subtitle for that one. Uh, it comes on August 14th. That's the PS... I think it's on PS4 and PS5, but it's yes. a PlayStation exclusive one. It's like... I love the... I think it's like a former... like I think it's DreamWorks or Pixar guys. Uh, this is their first game. They built a game studio. Um, and it kind of has that art style, like a Pixar or DreamWork kind of style going with it. And it's basically like what it sounds like. It's like a third person action adventure game with some, right. with some Pikmin and Metroidvania style, uh, gameplay mm-hmm. to it. And I think that game, I, it, it definitely, it's one of those things where like, it looks like it's got, it's a Tyler game where it just, I love the, s- the style of it. So I want to check it out. It's, it's not a full price game. It's like 40 bucks. Uh, and okay. I do have that one pre-ordered on my PS5. Uh, I, I've already paid for it. Um, I'm super looking forward to that. Uh, the next one, uh, that comes August 14th, August 19th, uh, 12 minutes comes out. That's going to be on coming on game pass. That's a game I've been, I've been wanting to buy since they revealed it in 2015. Uh, that's that like top down, like you're replaying the same 12 minutes over and over again. Like, uh, this, the wife dies and the husband's trying to figure out what happened, who murdered her. And you're replaying it over and over again, trying to solve it like this mystery. Um, Life is Strange two, True Colors comes September 10th. Um, I love Life is Strange. Uh, this is coming from the Don't Not people that made Life is Strange before the storm. 
Uh, I love Before the Storm was my favorite of the Life is Strange games. That's my favorite one. Um, and oh no, I'm sorry, not Do Nine. This is Deck Nine. Deck Nine is my. They made this. They made this one. They made Before the Storm. They're my favorite. Uh, I you know I do not originally created it. Love them. Uh, I I'm super pumped for this, and it all comes out in the same day. It's not episodic bullshit. So that makes me even more pumped. Uh, the same day we get Warrior Wear. Um, Ooh, yeah. That comes out right. Switch on September 10th. <laughs> uh, I've already I've already pre-ordered that one, paid it off. Uh, I'm irked that it's fifty dollars, but I'm still gonna buy it and play it because I just want Warrior Wear. Uh, it's mm. gonna be fun. Guardians of the Galaxy is probably my most anticipated for the rest of the year. Actually, you know what? For games that have release dates, it is my most anticipated for the rest of the year. Uh, October 26th, I pre-ordered that one on PS5. Uh, that game, I mean, we talked about it. It's our, it was both of our yeah. games of E3. That game's, yes. I, I don't, I, I'm not expecting 10 out of 10, but I was like, that looks like a really fun 8 out of 10 kind of style game. And it just, yeah. needs to have, just, needs to be, it just needs to have good gameplay uh, and stick with all the great interactions that we saw from the, the trailer. And I'll have a fucking blast. Uh, and then the last one, Advanced Wars one plus uh, one and two, the the what was it? What was it called? Reworked or whatever? Um, I can't remember what the, the title was for. This is December third though. Uh, I do have that pre-ordered through GameStop. So, um, that, that, that that's it from from the rest of the year. But I mean, obviously, some more shit will probably be announced. I have other games that are like undated, like Horizon Two, Solar Ash, uh, Oxen Free Two, Goodbye Volcano High. Uh, Halo Infinite and then Road 96 are all games I want to play, um, but those don't have dates. But uh, I mean, I, I don't know. like. like I said, there's not like I said. Leave a look at that list. There's like not that Runaway Game of the Year AAA game. I don't think on that list. Um, there really isn't a lot. I don't like any real AAA game on that list. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, but yeah, I, I think it's gonna be a pretty solid rest of the year for yes, like. Well. This is gonna be a really good year for like double A games. I feel like yeah, no shit. It's, it is. Like, so I mean I yeah like unless Horizon Two comes out uh, and Halo Infinite doesn't get delayed, so the rest of the year is gonna be really we're, we're getting flooded with a lot of potentially great AA games. But yeah, that is uh what I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. So moving on to uh, what we've been playing, Gables. Uh, tell me what you've been right. Okay, I finished up Mario Golf. Okay. Super Rush. I've also played I it. Def- I do, but I'll let you go. I just want to mention that. Okay. So I finished up the single-player portion of it. I definitely went through. I finished up the side missions in that regards, which are basically just going through a bunch of lessons and regards that you go and earn experience and stuff. Mm. I was at close to level 75 with my character before beating the game in that regards, and I thought the game in and of itself, the entirety of the single-player aspect, I think it was okay. You know, I mean, there were definitely some aspects of it that... uh, we're fairly simple. We're fairly like, okay, well, this is like a standard sort of light RPG type of golf game. It did introduce some bits of the features of like the what to expect from like speed golf and some bits of like like cross country golf or whatsoever. I thought that it introduced those things well and did a good job of explaining how you're going to go through and play golf in that regards, like how you're going to use a specific club in regards to. Not only just a specific club, but the way you have to go through and train yourself to judge. Okay, so the wind's blowing a certain direction. Go ahead and aim it this way. Use this particular club and blah, 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 and so on and so forth. I feel like, yeah, in general, Nintendo did a fantastic job in terms, you know, just think back of it, a fantastic job of just introducing players that may not be familiar with golf, but you're able to go through and learn a bunch of the lingo and also in terms and also like in terms of like uh, 
how accurately can go through and get these shots done. I mean, obviously playing the game like I did, you know, I was still, <laughs> I was still like overshooting certain shots. I was still like maybe under putting certain things that I could have done, but that was more or less me misjudging how I could go through with a putt because I would forget to watch my golfer closely because sometimes he'd be tilted like in an angle yeah. or something like that. Or maybe, maybe I had did a little bit too much power or even like matching the bar at the specific moment that I need to know. And I just overshot it or just undershot it in a certain thing. I mean, those were little issues that I did come across in my entire playthrough of the game, but the core element of it, I feel like Mario Golf Super Rush is a good game. I mean, it definitely has the fun fundamentals of, like, a pick-up-and-play mentality where if you want to play as Mario and do 18 holes and stuff like that on this particular course, you could do that. Or if you want to go through a single-player challenge and stuff and try out the battle golf mode and, like, the speed golf and just have a lot of fun doing that with friends and stuff, you could do that as well. I think that in terms of the RPG mechanics, definitely in terms of like each individual character or whatsoever, I think that's really overbloated in that regards. Because it's like, I understand that Mario Golf in the past has had stories which are basically sort of like golf RPGs. I know Golf Story that's on the Switch and stuff borrowed heavily from like games like the game like Mario Golf on Game Boy Color or even like the Mario Golf Advance or even the, those type of styles of like a golf RPG stuff. But in regards to the game itself, it didn't really need to be, like, an RPG in general, this one. If you would have just had the standard, like, how the original Mario Golf was, okay, here are the modes, here are some courses, you can unlock the specific characters or do this, you know, in order to get this and that, you know. Maybe you would have maybe a replay feature or something in regards to the shots that you've made. It would keep track on how many like birdies you made, how many eagles, how many hole-in-ones you made, or albatrosses or whatsoever. But in terms of watching back the playback of how you made that shot, I really wish I could have had that feature because I would have, I only, I didn't even watch the entirety of me making my hole-in-one because it's like, I, you know, I did my shot and stuff. I got it as pinpoint accurate as I could and I nailed the hole-in-one and I'm like, Okay, I won't rewatch this. Then I literally went back. I could not watch it. And it's like, I wish there was aspect like birdie badges and stuff to what way you can actually go in 100% like the course. Maybe there is, and I just didn't realize it. But I felt like that there were subtle improvements this game had to have made. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Yeah, if you manage to go through the single player mode, Tyler, I'll, I'll tell you what, man. It's like the the there's actually a, there's actually boss battles in this game. Yeah, they're not bad. They're not bad, honestly. Yeah. They're they're okay. They're like, you'll be able to go through and play through them and like see their gimmicks and whatsoever. But I felt like that it could have been more in terms of the single player kind of mode. Overall, you know, I feel like this game's a good. It's like a good like seven, maybe seven and a half out of ten at best. You know, I mean, it definitely has its legs as a party game. It definitely has its legs and stuff as a great. Mario Golf? No, no, it's a good Mario Golf game. But, at that same point, I feel like had they had more content with it that was substantial, maybe a little bit more characters, if they didn't just, like, implemented certain things better, and maybe not as lazy as it could have been, it would have been an easily, like, maybe top five game of the year for me. Yeah. But, uh, 
yeah, there's that, but tell me a little bit of your experience with it. Okay, I didn't play too much. I played a couple hours. Of it. I got. I didn't pay. For, I didn't buy it. I got it through GameFly. So, okay. um, I'm I'm glad I did because it's kind of like everything I said a couple weeks ago when um about like my concerns for the game kind of seemed ring true. Where it's like, um, I played like 18 holes initially, and I'm kind of bummed that like this is something that, like a lot of golf games have had like this. I'm like on like PS1, PS2 era. Where you could play like mm-hmm. against computers, but you don't have to watch the computers play golf. So you could just play your game, and at the end of the hole, it tell you their scores. And right. Like that's my like you. I, I so I get the I get a little bit of competition, and I also just get to play without sitting around waiting. Because I, I was seeing a lot of people were saying like, if you play a four player game on eighteen holes, it's like two and a half hours, which kind of goes against a lot of like the big things with like, you know, like a lot of the the big Nintendo like party games where it's like. Outside of obviously, unless you want to do twenty, uh, do fifty turns of Mario Party, like a lot of like the the like you want to do a you know a tournament uh, in Mario Kart or, uh, or you want to play a game in Mario Tennis or whatever. It's like those don't last longer than ten fifteen minutes, and no. So it's like it was kind of sucked to see that I couldn't do like like well, if I wanted to play against three computers, I couldn't just like basically they just play while I'm playing, but like I don't see them. Like you could play at the same time as them, uh, but they all swing with next to you. Right. So it's kind of annoying. It's like I just want to play my game. I don't want this. Like they don't they don't bump my they don't hit my hit, bump the ball. It's not like the speed golf, but it's like you're like seeing all of them go at the same time. It's like that's kind of annoying. I just want to yeah. play my game and then see the score at the end, kind of shit. Um, but uh, so that, that's kind of annoying. But that's you know because I don't like. Uh, I, I started playing the I put like a, I put like an hour or so into the the story mode. Um, I kind of like the initial part of the story mode where it's like basically a rip off of Pokemon, where it's like you're in your mom's house, but it's Birdo, and there's these other three people, and like you're trying to you're training to be the very best, like no one else ever was, but you're playing golf instead of Pokemon. Um, I kind of like that opening like dynamic, but then like you never really go on that after after training it doesn't really there's nothing else on that after that there's no point (laughs) yeah it's like oh this is kind of interesting it's kind of cool and then like oh okay this like it really is like you're in the house you're in your mom's house in that game where like you're sleeping in the your room in pokemon in that game and then like like the birdo is your mom and then like he just that's that after like an hour it's like all right well you're on your own now um I just did the training. Gosh, I did. Yeah. I did speed golf. Um, all that. It's, you know, it's, it feels like it's kind of just like a tutorial. For, the 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 story mode is the single player mode is basically a tutorial for the main game, um, yeah. and then leveling up your me really is what it's for. And it, it seems fine. I put like I said, I put about two hours into it. Probably a little under. Probably an hour forty five minutes. Um, and I don't really. I just not feeling the urge. I know it was a couple days ago, like Wednesday, I think. Um, and I'm not really feeling the urge to go keep going to go back to it um like that yeah. was, and that's i don't know like i like i said i want to go back to it. i want to play it. i i kind of really wish that like and i said the same thing about mario tennis it's like i think mario kart has like hit that perfect thing for like okay mario kart is built to play with your friends it's more fun obviously my all games are more play with more more fun to play with your friends but it's like they do a really good job of like there's a plenty of content in there with the with the tournaments and all that like you know there's four there's four maps you're playing against even if you're just playing by yourself, you're playing against all these computers, and you're trying to get first place. And you gotta do a 50 cc, 100 cc, and then 150, 200 mirror mode, all that shit. 
there's plenty of content, plenty of replayability for somebody, even if you're playing it by yes, yourself. Yes, exactly. Uh, same with Smash. You want to unlock all the characters, you got to play the fucking game. And then uh, as you're unlocking, they have all these new characters to play with. It's awesome. Um, and it's like with Mario Tennis and all that, like they, they put a lot of work into like these adventure modes. And like I thought, like the adventure mode in Mario Tennis was just awful. Like there's no argument about it. It's just, it was bad. This one is just like it's it's just uh, it seems fine so far. And I know like I, I know I need to play more of it. I do want I do I will play more of it. Um, but like I just, I kind of wish they would just do like just fucking do what Mario Kart does. Just have a bunch of like nine hole tournaments. Have like I don't know. Have like sixteen courses of nine holes. Like you already I think there's like seven or six courses in this whole game. Eighteen hole courses. Break those up into nine. Nine holes instead of 18. There's 12 right there. Add a couple more. And just do fucking tournaments. Like in real golf. You do you play the same yeah, course no four days in a row. And then whoever has the highest score overall wins. And then you've just, you're not watching anybody else. You're just playing the game yourself. I mean, each one will take you... It'll take you 30 minutes to get through it. And then you got first... If you get first place, you get first place. If you don't, play it fucking again. Like And then do like different difficulty levels to get through it. And you unlock shit along the way. Whether it's new clubs or you're leveling up your me to get better, or you know, or you're leveling up, you're you're playing more as Mario to unlock better golf clubs. Like I, I kind of wish that they just copy the Mario Kart formula instead of trying to make an adventure mode or um, something like that. Because I think that would honestly, it's just like I just want to play golf with Mario characters, and but I I want to keep I do but I want a reason to keep doing so, and they're not really giving me a reason to do so because there's no like difficulty level for this, the computers. So it's like, I played a couple a couple games. And it's like my first game. I played it without doing a tutorial, doing nothing. I beat all the computers by like by six strokes. <laughs> they, they were plus three and I was, I was on three under. And I was just like, all right, well, this is my first time playing it and I'm only gonna get it better from here. And <laughs> so it's like, I, I don't know. I like I said. I think if you if you have people you can play with, but the, the main thing about these games is like if you have people you consistently play with, whether it's online or, you know, uh, you know, in you know, brick and mortar in person, like you're gonna this would be a great game for you. But like if you're, but I think the only issue is it's gonna be it's gonna be a time sink if you want to do, yeah, eighteen holes or even nine holes. If you do nine holes with four people, it's still gonna take you over an hour. Um, so yeah, that I mean that's the only that's the only foreseeable issue I can see with it. But I yeah, I think if yeah, if you have kids in the house or if you have other people you live with that will play with you, this game I think could be something you want to jump back to more and more. Um, but yeah, if, like if you're just someone that's you don't you know, if you're playing by yourself, I don't really see there's there's not too many reasons outside of maybe playing that single player to like keep going back. Mm, yes, that, yes. That's, what what if, what else are you playing, Gibbs? All right, so I went on to my Xbox. I decided to check out the perks for the Game Pass this month, and I saw something that was that's kind of odd. It's like, oh, okay, this game I can actually go through and claim it and play it now. Well, okay, this thing was just announced not too long ago, so I went through and I started playing Space Jam. I played it too. New Legacy, yeah, the game. And uh, the thing about it is, like, I don't think it's a bad game. To be perfectly honest with you, I think it's okay. Because it's like a standard sort of beat em up in that regards, where you're playing as either LeBron James, Bugs Bunny, or Lola Bunny. Yeah. Uh, 
I will say, when regards to the whole gameplay aspect, I think the fundamentals of the fighting mechanics are fine. You're collecting a lot of the, like the various like Looney Tunes cards and stuff, and they do their own things. Let's say like Granny, you know, she has like this health power up, right, to where she drops all these like things, these desserts and stuff for you to pick up and eat in that regards. The whole gimmick of this game and stuff, it's like you're bouncing the basketball and stuff like that while you're like playing the fighting, like when you're fighting bad guys in that regards. I thought that was an interesting gimmick until I started realizing that it's like, well, wait, why is Tweety Bird going like back and forth between the screen and stuff? Like, that? Oh, he's carrying the basketball back to me, and here I am. I'm constantly just tossing the ball, like, like missing, and it's still doing that. I'm like, okay, that's not distracting. But uh, I thought that going through a lot of the combat of it, I mean, sure, the game is pretty short. I mean, honestly, I beat the game like in around a half an hour to 45 minutes. Actually, yeah, yeah about 45 minutes is how much I actually spent going through this game with my single my single player through, my first time through with it. And I played as Bugs Bunny. I had I realized right away, because of playing a certain like fighting, like beat-em-up games and stuff in the past, it really reminded me of like some of those beat-em-ups I played on the Super Nintendo to where you could easily spend like a good hour or something playing this game, have a fun time with it, and do this, do that. I kind of felt like the same way with Space Jam, the new Legacy of War. It's like... It definitely borrowed like a like a couple of things from old school like uh, games from back then to where it's a standard fighting game. You go through, you do your basic combos and do this and do that and stuff. But I thought it was kind of interesting is when you're going against certain boss battles and stuff. There's like one that's called the Brow, which I'm not too sure, but I have a feeling that it's, it's Anthony after. Davis. Or uh, oh my, yeah, Anthony Davis, AD, yeah. Oh my fucking god, dude! I didn't even I didn't even think about it when I yeah. was looking up the the brow. Yeah, all all the boss battles are uh, are uh, WNBA or NBA players. Yeah, you know what's kind of interesting? It's like then like the next one's like the White Mamba, which I'm thinking to myself, what the? F-? Um, uh, oh god. Uh, I thought it was like a Kobe Bryant reference until I realized no, well, that's the Black Mamba. Yeah, no, it's um. Oh god, I can't remember her name. She's like the greatest WNBA player of all time, though. Um, Lisa Leslie? Not Lisa Leslie. Uh, she's the uh, white girl. She played for um, UConn. Uh, Super, s- some, s- Sarah Gauntz. No. I'll look it up. You Go ahead. Okay, well, anyway... Yeah, just seeing the random like NBA or WNBA player references and this and that, you know, I thought it was pretty... I thought it was pretty interesting, kind of like a sort of play, because in the original Space Jam, yeah, you had, like, characters that gained the abilities of real-life athletes. I say, like, Charles Barkley, or something like that, or David Robinson, or whatsoever. It's Diana but... Taurasi, sorry. Oh, boy. Oh, is it bad that I didn't even know her name? <laughs> yeah, I used to, um, fun fact about Tyler, I had a huge crush on her when she played in college when I was a kid. Really? That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Still do. <laughs> Call me. But uh, in regards to the whole fighting mechanics, I felt I thought it was pretty funny. I did the whole thing where it's like, oh well, let's see if I can go through and like just do jump kicks and stuff, or like uh, run and just do charge attacks and stuff, and see if that works. Yeah, I can actually do it that way, and I can beat the characters like quicker that way because it's like, okay, I'm not gonna lose a lot of life if I just go through and just mash the button in that regards. Gotta mix it up a little bit. Then uh, when I went through the stages and then i think there's like what what, what like four 
maybe five stages in all in this game. I I, say, I, I I died at White Mamba and, and that's that's as far as I got. So I played. I only played yeah. it once though. So, dude, White Mamba is actually pretty simple to where it's like you can actually go through when she does that little pose or something like that. Immediately, you can just do like a jump kick and stuff. You can actually loop the jump kick. In that regard, you can get like a couple dozen maybe kicks on her, and well, then she'll go through. And we went through. Side. We went through this earlier in the year when you beat Scott Pilgrim versus the World with no with no troubles, and I can't beat the first level. So we we know our <laughs> you, we know our skill level at these games between you and I. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when I went to the the final boss of the game, I went through that rigmarole. I mean, I know you're gonna go through them maybe go through and finish it so i'm not going to spoil too much about it but it's sort of like one of those two-phase sort of boss battles and stuff to where yeah i thought that it was a fun boss battle that was actually one of the more entertaining battles in that entire game personally but uh overall you know i thought it was fine i mean the boss rush mode really pissed me off too because you have to you have this entire health bar right and you have to go through all of these bosses in a row and their patterns randomly go through and change mm. i mean for the brow the brow had like an extra freaking set of attacks and stuff yeah these fucking spikes lipped up and i didn't even see that once out the normal playthrough i mean it probably is in the harder playthrough you know the hard mode but uh yeah i just thought that uh there are some bits of the ai that just won't remain consistent to what they're going to go through and do i mean there's some elements of rng that play into effect especially the final boss battle I was within, like, I kid you not, like a couple of hits away from being the final boss in the boss rush mode and stuff, and I ended up dying mm. because of some stupid bullshit, and that's what led me to say, you know what, uh, yeah, I'm done with the game, and I just uninstalled it, but overall, I felt like the game quality of itself, I felt like it was okay. It wasn't a bad game. It definitely, I wouldn't call it, like, say, a game you need to stop through and play right at this moment. But I would rate it possibly maybe like a six out of ten personally. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth a try if you want to go through and like spend a good Sunday afternoon or a, like a busy like lazy day or something. Just play it just cause. Yeah, it seems like definitely because it's like it was like a they. Uh, I think earlier this this game was made fairly quickly. Like yes, because earlier this year they did like a contest of like uh, the fans pick how they want this game to be and, and stuff like that. And then, like, it was, like, oh, two I... different ideas mashed together, and this is what we got. Um, so, yeah, for, like, a game that seemed like it came together in a matter of months, um, and it's fucking free. It's it's exclusive on Game Pass right now, but on the 15th, it'll be free to everybody on Xbox and PC. Um, wow. But, um, yeah, it's it's perfectly fine. Like, if you just want a, a new beat-em-up game to, to play, um, this is more – it's just not one of those. Yeah, like I said, I think – it's definitely like yeah, like a, a, a six out of ten, six point five out of ten style game. Like, yeah, like there's not it doesn't seem like there's a lot of replayability. Like, unless you want to play through it each with each character. But yeah, I, I definitely I'm gonna go back to. It. I just played. I I mean, just like I said, I think I played it for like twenty minutes. But it seems fine. But it's, it's nowhere near as good as like Street Rage Four, or Battle no. like Battletoads like last year. Like the amount of, but I mean it's not fair to compare those. Like this is, this is what it is they knew what it was they pushed it as that and it's just it lives at least lives up like i said i thought about the state of play earlier like they set a bar and they hit that bar and that's just kind of what this game is like they set a bar if you paid attention at all to what like kind of what they're going for with this game they did a pretty decent job for what they did i think overall right right yeah i, I don't i don't this game it's just it's just more a, 
a push for Space Jam 2 that comes out on Friday, which I cannot yep. fucking wait for. Um, yeah, so yeah cool. that's pretty much what I've been playing. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I yeah, so I played two both of the games you played, I played as well. But well, there's one of the games I've been playing uh, yeah. this week. Uh, another game I got through Gamefly, uh, Scarlet Nexus, which is a uh, oh, uh, okay. uh, not Cap is it Cap? No, is it Namco? Maybe Namco. Yeah, it's Bandai Namco. Thank you. It is. Yeah. So it's kind of like an anime style game, like a kind of gave me like Bayonetta vibe or not, uh, or like a platinum game vibes, like uh, third person action adventure, like uh, you know, uh, quick quick time uh, fight with the sword, like button masher kind of game. Um, and I love the platinum games. It kind of gave me those vibes. I played the demo not too long ago, and I'm like, okay, oh, I'm not sure if I'm liking it, but I figured I'd GameFly fucking try it out. Um, I really like I. I love playing this game. The combat is awesome. It, huh. Like there, it's really cool. Like so, there's two different characters you choose from. You have Yuto, who's the male, and Natsune, who's the female. Um, you were supposed to play through both campaigns to get the full story, I guess. Um, but they have different fights, fighting styles. Which I picked the male in this case because um, uh, Yuto. I think I can't. I always fuck up. I say his name, but um. He uh, he plays like CS sword combat, and then Natsune, the female, she has like uh, more distance. Like I think she has like more like projectile combat. But like uh, they each have the same ability. Like so everybody in this world has like their own ability. Like not everybody, but everybody like you basically like a, kind of like a cop kind of thing. Where in this world, like I think it's like CFO or is what you, is the name of like what you work for. But um, you're training each everybody that works for this is like. You have abilities that you use. Like some are like tele- telekinetic. Some have like flame abilities. Some have electric abilities. Um, some can uh, like uh, become invisible. Some can see like some enemies will have like smoke and you can't see anything. So then like you do this. Like, they have the ability like you can use it and you can now see like into the smoke. Um, mm-hmm. And like so for both characters, the main characters you have, you have like telekinetic abilities where you can move move things. But you have to like build up with like this bar as you as you. Is uh, you like connect in combat and hit like do damage to the enemy? You build up this bar and you can like move like blocks or move vehicles and like smash into enemies stuff like that. Uh, and then also at different points you have different characters that will join your party. You can have up the two other ones with that time. At least so far, like I'm on, I, I'm like seven hours in. Uh, you don't get to pick who's in your party or not. They just kind of like all right, kind of it's kind of like Final Fantasy seven. Like you always have three people in, in at a time. But like the way the story works out, you only have you have these two characters with you, so you don't ever like get to swap characters out. Like these are the ones that are with you, and you level up. You have a skill tree, and they level up as well. And uh, uh, but they don't have skill trees. Um, and then like you can like use their abilities. Um, so like I said, like you can add if they're with if that this character has uh, fire fire ability. Now you do fire damage when you're attacking, or like yeah, they, like these enemies might become invisible. Um, are you, are they like, they go, they burrow underground. They won't come up until you disappear. So you become invisible and they can come up. Uh, but like, I think I, I love how it plays. It definitely feels like it's not like top tier platinum, I think, but it's definitely like that B plus platinum game. Like that, um, like that transformers, uh, style, like platinum game or like, uh, um, astral chain kind of like, where like the gameplay, I think is super fun. The only problem is every time okay. I play this game cables, it makes me so sleepy. Because the problem with this game is <laughs> there is so much fucking story to this game. And they throw so much at you real fast in the beginning of this game. 
where they introduce like dozens of characters, not dozens, but like a dozen characters to you in the first like hour of gameplay. And they all have different personalities. They have different powers. They throw the background at you. They throw a lot of shit at you real fast. And the biggest issue for me that comes through this, the way they, they do these cutscenes is it's comic style where it's just a still screen and them talking. So there's there's like there's some an there's some anime, it's it's more of like anime style. Which I'm not I, I've, I've, people know if you've listened a while. I don't like anime, but like there's definitely times where are like really even like the JRPG style. But there's definitely times where like you know there there are exceptions to the rule. Like I love Catherine or I love the Final Fantasy VII remake stuff like that. Like as an adult, there's there's definitely exceptions to the rules. When I was a kid, these were my this is my jam, but um, I just hate like. The problem is, is like when they do like the full on anime cutscenes, like mm-hmm. oh my god, this is this is this is awesome, this is amazing, I love it. And then, but ninety percent of the cutscenes is you just staring at this still screen, and them just talking for minutes on end. And yeah. I, it just I cannot. It's 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 more. I admittedly, it's a little bit of me where they're throwing a lot of shit at you, but it's like because I'm looking at a still screen, I am spacing out. I am bored by just staring at a blank screen of two characters' faces and then a d- bunch of dialogue. And then, like, there's voice acting. Uh, and the voice acting's fine. It's not top-notch, but it's not bad. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I just want to, like, play the fucking game. And it's like, the, like, you'll go through, like, five minutes of cutscenes and then play the game, do one 50-second, two-minute battle, and then there'll be three more fucking minutes of cutscenes. I'm like, fucking stop! <laughs> stop! <laughs> Just give it. I just, I just want to play the fucking game. And the, the problem is, is I am pretty much doing almost as much combat as I am watching or just staring at a fucking still screen, and it drives me goddamn nuts. And I'm so fucking like, I, I can get, if there wasn't so much story, I can get past it. If it was ten percent, twenty percent story, and like it was still screen, and it was like a minute here, a minute there. In between things, you have a big cutscene here. I can get past it, but there is just so much. It's like Metal Gear Solid levels. There's not like 90 minute cutscenes, ah. but there is like 20 minutes of you're not doing shit. You're just watching still screens of people talking for 20 minutes, and then you're gonna play for five minutes, and there's gonna be there a two minute cutscene, and then you're gonna play for 15 minutes, and there's gonna be another five minutes. A cutscene. Then there's gonna be a boss fight, and there's gonna be 15 more minutes of fucking cutscenes. I'm like, I just, I, I just, I really like playing your game, and I just want to like. There, and there's definitely some fucking hype ass. Like when they build to a boss fight, it's fucking incredible. That's usually where like the anime, like they actually put the budget in cutscenes, and then the it's just like it just kind of kills like. There's so much important shit happening, but, like you're just staring at a comic strip, that it's just like. I'm not paying attention, but when the, when the anime shit happens, it's like, oh, okay, this is really important. So, okay, that makes sense. Like, the cut, the comic strip stuff, not as important, but it's actually right. just as important. There's just not, there's not any action happening. So, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I keep going back to it because I love playing the game, but I, I just, after like 30 minutes of playing the game, I just don't want to play anymore because it's like oh, I have played, no. I have played for eight fucking minutes. I have played actual eight minutes of goddamn gameplay, and then the rest of it is just me staring at a at a fucking still screen, and I can't take it anymore. And like, if maybe if it was more, if I was more in anime stuff like that, I, I get past it. And it's like, man, 
I want to love this game. This would be just based off this gameplay alone. If it was, like I said, 85, 90% gameplay, 10% story, even if it was in the comic style, just 10% though, this would be like top three, top four game of the year contender for me. And I would actually want to go through and play through both stories. But I looked it up and each individual story is 20 to 25 hours long. Whoa, so we're talking 40, 50 hours of, of me staring at still screens and a good chunk of it overlaps. So I'm replaying fucking cutscenes that I've already seen once before. Not even cutscenes, still screens that I've already watched for hours on in before. I can't do it. I can't do it. I was like, maybe I could just play through one. And maybe it's like the Resident Evil 2 thing where it's like, yeah, you want to play through Claire and Leon's, but you really only need to play through Leon's to really get the story. And Claire's just there for extra added content. But really, Leon's is the the important one. And like, no, that's not the case. They're like, and like, especially as the story progresses, it's like, there's a big mystery behind it. Between us, it was like, okay, what's happening with Natsune to cause this to happen? But you have to play through her story to understand what's happening to cause these things. It's like, God damn it. I want to do that, but I don't want to fucking watch comic strips. Fuck. So that's where I'm at, Demas. I love this game, but I, I, I have never been so like split on a game where I absolutely love it, but I don't want to play it. They make me not want to play it. And they just make me... I literally played it for like an hour on Sunday and I just took a nap. <laughs> like I just started playing for like an hour and I'm like, I'm sitting like doing like that drift thing. And I'm like, all right, oh, I just no. put it in rest mode. And I took a fucking two hour nap. <laughs> that's it. It just made me take a nap. That's how that's, that's what it did to me. So now you understand how I felt playing pitter pot. Yeah. But, <laughs> but pitter pot is, is a great fun game to play. Oh, uh, maybe in hell. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I think that that is actually. Uh, I think that's going to be it for us, Gables. Um, if you like us, go to. Uh, you can watch us live on Twitch every Saturday night. Uh, usually recorded on eight PM Pacific time, West Coast, Best Coast time. Um, so if you if you if you miss it, go to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Drunkners Podcast. Uh, click the follow and the bell. So that way, whenever we go live, you'll get notifications of it. Uh, and also, it follows help. Um, if you can't watch us live, I do post a video immediately afterwards on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube.com and then search for Drunk Dash Nerds. You'll you'll find us. Also, uh, subscribe, thumbs up, comment, ring that bell. That way, um, you can watch the video version of us and you'll know when it goes up. Uh, and then we're up anywhere pods are cast. That usually goes up Sunday afternoon sometimes. Just kind of depends on when I when I edit it. If, you know, if I'm feeling a little lazy, it might be Sunday night. If I'm if I'm feeling a little motivated in the morning, it's gonna go up Sunday morning. Just kind of depends. Uh, but yeah, anywhere pods are cast, we're on it. So like, follow, subscribe on all those places. Five stars, whatever you can do to help us. Shares also really helps us. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad. Any uh, Golden Grill fan clubs you're in, tell them. Tell them I have PJs, um, and you, they'll uh, they'll help us out as well. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I was host, I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, play some fun games. Enjoy every little bit of life while you still have it. And most importantly of all, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Thank you, Gables. Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. 
See ya.